episode number 21 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. This is the podcast for October 2015, and I'm your host, Rob. Joining me tonight is Kat. Kenny! Yes! <laughs> Phil! Hello! It's almost Halloween. It is, yay! Kat, hi. She's just laughing, so if we wait, it's just going to keep going going. So anyway, so... Tonight, my first question for everybody is this. Would you rather contract vampirism or lycanthropy? And I am going to start tonight with Kat. Lycanthropy. I want to be a fucking werewolf. Way cooler. Okay, that's it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, there's, there's, there's no <laughs> argument in this. You're like, no. There's pros or cons there? Like... Nope. My mind's made up. Now, now, a cool werewolf where you're like, you know, like a white wolf werewolf where you can just change at will. Yes. Or... White wolf werewolf. Okay. So because, I like... mean, really, my... Like, as much as, like, I've had, you know, for over the years, I've had lots of introductions to vampires and werewolves and blah, blah, blah. Like, the most impactful was probably white wolf. So I'm going off of vampire or werewolf, and werewolf is near and dear to my heart. So it's an easy... That's an easy, easy choice. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Very easy. Well, see, the problem with this is that there's so many different variations of vampires and so many different variations of werewolves. I don't know which ones you're talking about. Now, are we talking about movies or are we talking about real life ones? Take okay. it as you will. Yes, and explain why. Explain why they. Then I would it. rather do lycanthropy because when you're the werewolf, you're the human. You get to live the human life. You can change at will. And you can control your powers. And if you're a vampire, you're dead, basically, because it's just something that goes into your body. It takes over your body, kills the human. It's like a parasite that's controlling a human shell. Okay, so you're definitely going on the werewolf version that's kind of more like the Hulk Rage Beast, where it's kind of like you're in control of the beast and you can, like... Actually, no. Uh, actually, here's a better question. Um, are you thinking, uh, turning more into wolf manish, manish or, like, full-on, like, creature-creature? I'm going with one of my favorite movies of the genre, Underworld. I knew that was coming. Okay. <laughs> their werewolves in that are fantastic. They're, they are very cool. And, in fact, their vampires in that are sexy. <laughs> Which is why I would choose vampirism. I mean, thinking about all the powers you could get as a vampire, everything that you could do, you're a pseudo-magical being, and everything that comes along with it, yes, okay, you're dead, yes, okay, <laughs> you live forever, but... Oh, boo-hoo! <laughs> well, we, kno we know how being immortal can kind of suck sometimes. It's true. Because, you, you, you know, you grow up and you have friends, and all your friends get old and die, Aww. and you're still living. And then so, you, like Lestat, you become a born-again Christian because Anne Rice did. <laughs> but, you know, or you can or you can hopefully go out, find a companion, make them a vampire as well, and live with them for out the rest of eternity, while still having the fucking awesome powers that vampires have. You, you move fast, you can do things with shadows. You're kind of like a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but vampires can't just make people at will. Well, depending on what vampire you're talking about, but for the ones that I like to view the vampires as, they can only reproduce once every thousand years, which is why they're you're so rare nowadays. You're going by specific nowadays. rules. I am. He's, he's I'm going, going by real life here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because vampires are so real life. <laughs> you know, like I said, 
they both have cool perks, but you know what? I'm going to go werewolf, but different kind of werewolf. I'm going, like, Teen Wolf-style werewolf. Those are pretty awesome. Because you could... Play basketball? Play basketball really yeah. well. You could surf on top of minivans. You could... Get the girl. Yep. You could also play basketball. Um, <laughs> you could still play basketball. <laughs> and you could get the girl. Or you could be Jason Bateman. So... <laughs> Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. <laughs> well, like He's I said, so it's, awesome. think about it. It's, you've got a really good lineage. You can be Michael J. Fox and J- or Jason Bateman. So it's kind of like... Either way, it's kind of... Well, That's I'm going to say... I was going to say it's a win-win. It's, but, it's except, a... It's a bit of a shaky It would be good because then in the rain, if you're the Michael J. Fox version, you would just shake it all off. <laughs> well, actually, if they did a sequel in the 80s, one of the lead songs would be probably the Cars. Oh, what was it? The Cars, Shake It Up. Shake it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We do a little low here. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, and it's bad. I feel bad too because it was just we just it's came just off back of Back to the Future, future week. Oh my god! Aww. Actually, it was rough though too because um, uh, there was Netflix just put up um, uh, the documentary that came out during Back to the Future Day called Out of Time. They did a lot of interviews with Michael J. Fox, and he I didn't realize it in how bad a shape he really is in now. Like they had stuff from this year that they shot with him. It's really and it was it was really kind of sad to see. And now that we're on that pleasant note. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so to those people who on? answered werewolf, okay. if you were a wolf, you know, if you were in your wolf form, would you accidentally fuck real wolves? Well, just why? A question. Um, because what if you're not aware? Because in some werewolf tendencies, you're not in control of things. You're in a rage beastie mode. There's a lot of story, werewolf stories where that's the case. That's, would just, that that's just human storytelling getting out of control. Because this is real life exactly. and real werewolves we're talking about. If you want to do movie werewolves, then we can go there. <laughs> but speaking of movies, transition, transition, yeah. transition. <laughs> My Rob's brain just like, kind of started, started going, we started like, wow, we did go really dark. And I'm like, I'm like there's no way to say that one. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars can Star say Wars. Well, that's one, though. Okay, so. Star Wars. Um, it was what this week, wasn't it, or was it last week? It was last week. week. It was last week. Uh, last Monday, tickets went on sale for uh, episode seven, which and uh, crashed, and Cinemark uh, theaters and Regal theaters and pretty much every place you can buy movie tickets crashed completely. Um, there were some theater locations that are not doing advanced ticket sales. You have to buy them day of. Yep, that would be the best. Not mm-hmm. the not the best. No, not the best. <laughs> I take it back. Phil likes camping. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, though, it kind of would be fitting because when we all went and saw, like, a whole bunch of friends went and saw episode one, we actually had a friend camp out um, two weeks before the movie opened to buy us tickets. He stayed overnight to make sure he could get tickets Aww. for us. So, it's, it's kind of so nice precious. when it's two months before the movie, I'm like, <clears throat> you're one of the first people that noted, noted, like, knew, like, to check online when they were going to go open. And you had people constantly tell you, hey, they just unleashed the tickets. And before anybody else kind of realized, it was kind of like, yay. It was like three seconds for me to get mine. I did it in the car, Rather than car two on the weeks way home. Of waiting, yeah. And then everybody else was like, it took me six hours to get tickets, you know? But now there's the question of, do you even want to see such a racist movie? <laughs> you know what? I haven't even got my tickets yet. 
I haven't either. I, I don't want to go opening night. I know a lot of people love the fanfare. They love well, the excitement. But well, I want to go on a Tuesday afternoon when no one else is in the theater. It's Ew. okay. It's okay. You can't go on opening night. That's fine. It's all sold out. It's all sold out. It was all sold out the next day for our area. See, for me, like opening night for something like that, it's like I don't want to go alone because, like, for something like Star Wars, it becomes like any big fan thing. Because seeing like like the Batman movies when they um were out, like seeing um that in the theater on like midnight release, you get all the major fans there. And so you're just in a like a big group full of people who love the franchise already. And that, that environment and sharing that experience with a bunch of people who are all like laughing at the right points. And like, it's very different than it's, what you'd think. Yeah. Well, cause you gotta remember too, it's the people that made sure that they got on Fandango or to a theater at the right time to buy tickets for the very first showing are all the people that really love Star Wars. So you know when that... like Star Wars So you're not going to get yeah. people that are going to probably talk <laughs> through the movie. You're not going to get people that are just making douchebag comments throughout the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, people bringing this, like, screaming kids to you a theater. You might get that opening weekend. Like, if you go on a yeah. Saturday during the day or something like <laughs> that, you know. Yeah. Like, Saturday oh. afternoon, Friday night. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. Like, but... You're there with the hardcore, the hardcore fans. So when a character moment happens that every that she like chokes you up, most likely it's the also expecting ninety percent. Yeah, it's actually of, quite, it's a really cool experience. I understand it. I've been to that. It's, yeah. I think it's just people have different movie going expectations and likes and dislikes. I when I watch a movie, it I prefer it to be absolutely quiet. Of course, I. I'm zoned into the movie. I'm not aware of the people sitting beside me. It bothers me when people bump my arms or something because it reminds me I'm watching a movie and not sitting beside the characters living yeah. in this world. Living so, the Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So I would prefer I would prefer when I don't see any heads in front of me, where I don't have anyone hitting the back of my seat, when I don't have anyone nudging my arm off the armrest. I I would love to watch a movie with no one else in the theater. And I do I will go to the theater by myself. I've done that multiple times. I do too. Like when you just want to see a movie that you're like, I really am interested in this and I really care about this and I just want to take this in for myself. It's it's sometimes it's really fun to do. And if the movie's really bad, a bad movie, you know, it's really fun to see them near the end of their runs where it's like it's a Wednesday <laughs> at eight o'clock and no one's here. And being able to like mock a movie, you know. But that being said, the original trailer they released from Star Wars, I was like, wow, the visuals look amazing, but I am reserving judgment because this first trailer told me nothing about what this movie's about. Which is exactly what trailers are supposed to do. But the no, I want to know a little bit. The first movie, the first trailer they put out, I couldn't even tell you who the main character was. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell any... It was just scenery shots, basically. It was nothing. Well, it was a teaser. It was. This new one, yeah. the new one they put out, now I go, okay, now the movie looks interesting. Well, it's because yeah. Star Wars always has, like, five or six main characters. I mean, it's, it's a space opera. Operas have many main characters. Well, but this, though, is specifically that if you think about go back to four, five, and six, we had a main character. We were following Luke. We were, it was pro- it was Luke's story that was the 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 main focus through four five and six and one two three was Anakin. one two three was Anakin yes I, I but, agree with that yeah but I mean ultimately though like you, everybody says if you if you do uh, red letter media and look at Plinkett's review of like ex- massively extended review of episode one mm-hmm. Phantom Menace had no main character 
Like, you can't tell me there is a main character in that movie. Yeah. I mean, and that's why that movie... Why well, one of the many reasons that it wasn't Venice. good, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, it's <clears throat> this one, it's kind of curious, because it... It's leaving us that question: Is who is our real lead? Well, I, is it Finn? Is it Ray? No, I think it's got to be Skywalker. It's got to be a Skywalker. I don't know. Again, Regardless. could it be? Is it Finn? Is it Ray? You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, is it Kylo is. Ren? Who? Regardless of it, though, <laughs> the second trailer was far superior to the first one because I got a sense of what is happening and a sense of I don't know what the storyline is. But I know more of the storyline than the teaser they released a while ago. Because the teaser was just, here's a picture of a ship. Here's a picture of a lightsaber. And it told me nothing about what the plot would be. The new one, I want to see it. I want to see it. I liked the The cut of of all of them. Oh, that well, the third trailer. Yeah, there was the the third trailer came out. The the tickets came released. It melded them really nicely. Yeah. That was great. And then, um, obviously, with new trailers comes new spoofs. And I should cast something oh, special, God. and I'll show you guys during break if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, there is a trailer called The Binks Awakens. Oh, God. Where people it's have horrifying. digitally done an amazingly good job digitally editing in Jar Jar through all of the Force Awakens trailer. That's kind of hilarious. It's and they funny. did a really good job, and it's really fucking funny. <laughs> Misa make this movie so bad. Uh-huh. Well, the best is when it's like the, the call at the end, it says Star Wars Force Awakens, and the background you hear, Misa back! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so since, since it can't be a spoiler, because I haven't seen the movie, and I'm assuming none of you have seen the movie either... What are your thoughts on it? Because I know there's a lot of theories going around that the uh, the main villain is going to turn out to either be Luke's son or Leia's son, or like, what are your thoughts on the theories that are that are spreading throughout the internet? My theory is that Luke's going to go bad. Not really. I don't have a theory. <laughs> I like to go in not theorizing, to be honest, because I like to when I go into movies, I prefer to just blank slate it because I like to just experience them and then I can analyze and. You know. Um, well, actually, Bill, it looked like you were about to see something. I mean, honestly, if you look at it, you know, the Empire's not gone. They're still the remnants of the Empire, which is what we learned is, like, the remnant, you know. Well, I don't even think it's a remnant. I mean, I think it's a large part of the Empire still. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the First Order against the Resistance. So the Rebels are now the Resistance. So that means they didn't do too well in the last 30 years. Well, you know, it, it happens. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to dethrone... A, a great power that has taken you, over the entire You blew up a universe. second battle station, killed in, uh, and killed two people that were held important powers. There's still a lot of people out there. There's, there had to be a power vacuum and some Grand Moff out there. Fortunately, it wasn't Tarkin. Oh, yeah. God, if it was only Tarkin, Tarkin would have been so badass. Who's you mean, Tarkin? Grand Moff Tarkin from the first one? Yeah. He would have... Like, if he came to power, if he was emperor, he would have held everyone in line. He, I think you know, I, like, those, those out most of the first systems. Uh, he was the, the main dude on the Star Destroyer and the Death Star with Vader. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, I think a lot of other people, too, would have loved to say, dude, Duke Red and Admiral Thrawn, like, from the Timothy Zahn yeah. books. I know yeah. a lot of people are excited. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I respect the idea of, like, not theorizing, but, like, from being such a big, avid fan, mm-hmm. it's hard not, not to. to. That's fair. And, like, I have my theories, like, and they're my theories. Like, you know, I, I can I'll, I can blast through them really quick, but I've got a thousand and one theories because it was the same... Uh, it, I'll put it this way. I've never been able to speculate ever about a Star Wars movie. Because one through three, we know how that story ended. Yeah. It's 
So this is the first time that I have no idea. I know they've done such a good job guarding anything on this film. Like, before, you know, like, you know, like, uh, Winter Soldier came out. Like, you already knew the exact plot of the movie. Like, Avengers, Avengers 2. You knew everything that was going to happen. The trailer showed it all. Yeah. This... They've done such a good job of cutting, holding back. Like I was reading an interview with Abrams today. He's like, no, there's, there's a good reason why you haven't seen Luke. We don't, we're not going to show him to you until you see the movie. Like we're not going to ever put him into anything until the movie's been out there for a while and merchandising for that character's out and so on and so forth. But they said for those avid fans that are seeing it that opening weekend, you probably won't see anything until two weeks later when they say, you know, box office breaking film or whatever and said this is why you should see it and seeing all these familiar faces but yeah um but yeah it's it's kind of fun to be like well is han gonna die is chewie gonna die like is you know, is bill right is luke <clears throat> gonna turn out to be the sith in the mask uh no did he follow in his father's footsteps i don't think he's so. definitely not kylo right no i think i think ren still is uh it's it's one of the solo kids i think ray is a, uh, actually another one of the solo kids is my thought process right now um, I mean, we already know Finn, uh, the ex-Imperial. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was undercover, maybe he wasn't, we don't know. But we do know he's holding Anakin's blade, the one that Luke lost on Bespin. Like, if they show that saber so many times in the trailer, and if you know your Star Wars lore and your sabers, you can look at that every time they show it, and you're like, that's clearly Anakin's old saber. That, you know, it was given to Ben, that was given to Luke. Mm-hmm. So we know that saber's floating around, you've got Kylo Ren with the remains of Vader. So I could expect my theory at this point is Kylo Ren's after artifacts of the, of the Sith and is probably hunting down Finn and Rey, who apparently have the saber. And I think that's going to be a big driving point. I think that's going to be a big driving point. That'd be cool. But that's my guess. That's, that's all I've been able to speculate. And I think we're going to see at least in seven or eight, Han or Chewie's going to bite it. Well, I gotta say, Rob, I I think you might have just forced me into your theory. (laughs) (laughs) Don't force upon (laughs) Don't force upon what is not necessary. But no, Star Wars doesn't need to be punned. Yes, it does. But uh, so many puns. With uh, what's kind of funny though, like the like I said, we were joking about the Star Wars madness, and like all of us are super excited about this movie, and like everybody's getting really back uh, back into Star Wars and pretty deep into it. Like, we have a chalkboard in our house now that's counting down by the day until the it's movie true. comes out. And today is 50 days. Ooh. We're at the 50-day mark. We have yep. tickets now, like all this stuff, so. There's going to be one day that they forget to change the number, and then they'll be off by a day and miss opening night. <laughs> Dude, I have, a, I, have a, I have a digital counter on my computer at work <laughs> at this point. So that's There's how it's no reminding me to make sure I change happen. this. So, it's but now... But yeah, no, I'm pretty. I'm definitely gotta say, I'm very, very pumped. I'm very, very excited for this. Um, how about you? What? So your theory at this point? I think it's. I think it's one of either Luke's kids or Leia's kids. It's someone. You know, he's got to have the Force in him. Uh, the Force doesn't necessarily mean you're a Jedi. You've got the choice. You can go dark with it. Yeah. And from what it's implying, there isn't a lot of. Jedi's or Sith's running around anymore. There really wasn't at the end of the the last movie. Well, they nodded to that in that trailer. This recent yeah. trailer too. It says that the the Jedi and the Sith. That they're not really rumors. They're true. Mm-hmm. So obviously, and so it's not around. So nobody knows. So I yeah, I think it's I think it's either going to be an offspring from Luke or an offspring from Leia, and I think it's it's coming full circle where you know 
It's Luke a, Luke had to battle his father where Luke was good and his father was evil. And now it's going to be the reverse where Luke has to battle his son. So now the younger the younger generation is evil battling the older good generation. You can see that. That would be very cool. So yeah, it's, there's a I lot of lot of interesting things. I'm really excited to see Captain Phasma, who is uh, the woman that played Brienne of Tar from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Captain Vespa. No. Not no. Captain. No. Um, Captain Phasma. 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 Rock the Phasma. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, anybody have any other Star Wars thoughts before we continue on? No, I could go on forever about Star Wars. Oh, I could too. Excited. So going from one from one movie franchise. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, since it's uh again October and we're just about a week away, not even a week away, we're three days away from Halloween. So the rest of this episode, we're pretty much going to do exactly what we did last year, if you've been listening for a while. So this will be uh, a pretty... And we're going to rape Rob! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, Rob! <laughs> I know where you were going. My brain started going to the kids in the hall sketch. <laughs> yep, man. it was the kids in the hall sketch. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Hey, I've got a great idea. How about we rape Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that so... With uh, with the Halloween talk, uh, one of the first things that kind of came to my mind that starts us off right is um, uh, our horror films. So the, what specific horror film does everybody here remember? That was maybe, maybe not your first horror movie you saw, but the one that had a moment that scared the hell out of you when you were young and stuck with you. I'm going first because mine will be the oddest, I believe. Because it wasn't so much a film as it was the very beginning of the thriller video. When it premiered, when he turned into a werewolf and started stalking his girlfriend through the woods and had her on the ground and was coming up to her with his snarling teeth. Dude, that freaked me out. I was young. When did that debut? In like 84 or 83 or 82 or something? I was only a couple years old. And Aww. that scared me. Like, I didn't want to go to bed. That that wolf creature was going to pop out from under my bed or out of my closet. That was, I think, the first time I watched something on TV that really freaked me out. Aww. Actually, mine's, uh, the funny thing is, too, that two that stick out in my head really are not scary things either, which is kind of the funny thing. But for a kid, there was those moments that you're like, holy crap, that's fucked up. But I remember flipping through uh, TV at, uh, I think I was at one of my parents' friends' places. And they were having a conversation in the kitchen. It was this time of the year. And uh, I saw a movie, and I'm like, what is that? And all of a sudden, you know, I was just watching for a second because I saw this kid running down the street away from something. And all of a sudden, you see him run to the front door of his house, and his mom's there, and she's screaming. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you see the kid's father's head being, like, scalped and eaten from a zombie. And it was, like, this horrifying image in my brain. I later found out in life, that was uh, Return of the Living Dead 2, which is one of the funniest, campiest zombie movies ever made. (laughs) For a moment, I thought you were going to go, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes! No, it wasn't that. But if you go back and, like, Return of the Living Dead are are really slapsticky yeah. Almost kind of like three students ask zombie yeah. movies. Like they're pretty they're damn pretty funny. funny yeah. Um and What's especially the, the second one? one. Uh and the other one I remember because I loved Jaws as a kid. And I remember I think when we talked about some horror movies in the past that like what like our absolute favorites were sometimes was um so Jaws was always a big thing for me. And then there was like I was like, Oh, you know, I was a kid and I was like, There's a whole bunch of sequels. Awesome. 
So like Jaws 2, Jaws 3, Jaws 4, The Revenge. Um, so I remember we had this crappy little, I know, home with you. crappy little video store, like, which is actually the remnants of it are like feet down the like feet down the road from us. And I went in there and, um, I was like, Jaws 4, I've never seen this. And I brought it home, um, popped it in my little top loading VHS player and the movie started off and it was, you know, uh, one of the Brody sons getting on a boat and it was nighttime at Christmas. And all of a sudden, the shark comes up and rips his arm off. And, like, his blood spouting out of his arm. And, Aww. like, it's dark. It's, like, a dark scene and stuff like that. And it was very twisted. And I couldn't get through the scene. I would turn it off and get freaked out. Aww. So I would re- so take precious. the movie back, you know, with my dad and be like, and then the next time we'd go, I'd rent it again. Because I wanted to so desperately to get through the movie, but I couldn't get past that scene. And it was the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was those were my two big ones that terrified the crap out of me for some strange reason. And the sad thing is, Jaws Four is a really bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) On the subject of silly movies that were scary, and it could just be that I saw it when it first came out. uh, Gremlins. Gremlins is a funny movie, but it was a scary movie when I was a kid. That was creepy. I still haven't seen it. Really? It's on the list. Yeah. Great movie. How about you guys? Uh, it's it's stupid because I I don't like horror movies. I know, I know. So I, I don't go out of my way to watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched, in college, I watched The Ring. Yeah. The American version of The Ring, which, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty terrible from what people have said about it. Mm-hmm. But there was an Easter egg on the DVD where, like, if you click the chair in the middle of, like, the DVD menu, mm-hmm. it played the video that you watched oh, that they saw in the movie. So I was like, okay, that was a little creepy. And then, you know, after it was over, it just went back to the DVD menu. And then, like, two minutes after it was done and the the you know DVD menu was still playing, they make a phone ring, like, on the menu. And Aww. it sounded just like the phones that we had, like, in the door. Yeah. The old school Atlantic, yeah. like. Yeah. And I was just like... Holy fuck! <laughs> oh god! What the fuck was that? No! That's terrifying. That is super creepy. So yeah, that that, that stuck with me as yeah. really terrifying and terrible. Yeah. So my really... I actually didn't really watch horror movies as a kid, so my two are really weird. Um, there's one that I don't actually know what it's from, and if anyone knows this, anyone out there knows what this little short and or movie and or I don't know what it is, is from, that would be awesome because I've been trying to figure this out for years. When I was like in preschool, I think, we watched the, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we watched this movie. Why were movie. you watching horror it movies was, no, I said but neither of these were horror movies. That's my point. It was just the shit that really scared me as a kid. Um, we watched this video and I think it was like, it was about a troll or monster living in the closet. And... The kids sleep at night, and it's all, like, really dark shot, and the kids sleep at night, and the troll, like, the monster thing starts, like, peering out of the closet. I don't know what it's from. It was really weird. It was sh- not Do you remember very any long. more of it? I'd what, have to think you know about it. Was there a cat involved? Because it sounds like cat's eye. Cat's eye? I'll have to look that up. Yep. So Was the monster blue? We watched it in school, though, That's so tiny, I doubt that they're going to show a horror It's a tiny movie. little troll. It was a segment from a movie, and it was three... Three or four movies, three or four shorts about a cat. And uh, in this one, the cat was the savior. They thought the cat was trying to hurt the kids, so they put it out of the room. But in reality, 
the cat was defending the kid from every the... night from the troll that was going to steal his breath. I'll have, to, ooh, I'll have to look that up. So ever since then, that started, like, my fear of the dark as a kid, so I had to have a nightlight, because I was terrified something was going to come out of the closet. And to like, this day, that image... You don't like going into the basement still. I don't. Yeah. I get freaked out with the dark. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a that movie. Thing. Like no, but that like whatever that scene was, just that scene of the thing creeping out, just like fucking stuck with me through the years. And then the other one, Rob's heard me go on about this movie five billion times because it was one of the five VHS tapes we owned. Um, the last <laughs> unicorn scared you. No, not the last unicorn, but that was one of the five VHS tapes we owned. But um, Hansel and Gretel, it was the 1988 version. Not the Shelly Doodle What's It version. Not Shelly Duvall's. Yeah, not the one that everyone else thinks. It was a whole separate one. Mind you, it also had, like, it was a whole lineup of really, really dark, weird fairy tales, including Puss in Boots with Christopher Walken as... Yeah, Christopher Walken. It was awesome. But, um... They weren't witch hunters in this one, though, right? No. They weren't. So in Hansel and Gretel... Fun movie, though. Like... I watched it the other night. But, again, all these, like, all of these ones had a very, like, dark, creepy vibe to it. And so the one scene that me and my... My brother still brings it up, too, because as kids, we were terrified. It's like, when they're going in the woods, like, they get lost in the woods, and it turns really dark, and, like, there's crows, and, like, you know, the, everything's twisting and freaking out, and, like, the, everything's swirling around them type of thing, like, because they're lost. It was trying to illustrate that. That was really creepy, and then they end up at the witch's lair, and... It's, oh, it's so wonderful. She's giving us all this candy, blah dee dar dar And then when they're asleep at night, Gretel wanders out and hears, overhears the witch talking about eating them. And she's, like, over, like, watching over all this and stuff like that. And then the witch, like, doesn't even look up from her thing. And she's like, I know you're there. I can smell you. And it's the eeriest fucking thing. It's so creepy. And that scene has stuck with me ever since I was a kid. It still, like, gives me the creepy crawlies. Neither of them are horror movies, though, I don't think. I like the way all of our horror movies were like, his arm got ripped off and blood was spouting out. And there's like, there was this snarling werewolf <laughs> closing in. And Kat's like, there was a woman at a stove. And she said her nose worked. <laughs> <laughs> it was the thrilling, like, you know what I mean? It was the oh, yeah, um, suspenseful, suspenseful aspect of it, yeah. of it. The not wanting to get caught. That's one of the things I miss from horror movies because so many of them nowadays are blood and guts and gore, and I I miss the old one. Jaws did it. I think some of the old like Friday the Thirteenth did it, where it was implied that there was a monster there, but you couldn't see it. it. And it's Mm -hmm. been this. The that's the way it used to be, but it's evolved. Horror movies have evolved. So well, that's why that scene with the witch worked so well because. At no point was she, like, scratching up Gretel or chasing after her. She's just there and aware of her presence. So, well, like I said, that kind of goes to Kenny's point, though. Like, nowadays, we're in this kind of... There was an oversaturation for a while of horror, where it was Saw every year. And they even got to the point where it was, like, around Saw 4, Saw 5, they said... If it's Halloween, it there, it must be Saul, you know. It's torture porn, and like it yeah, went from like hostile to Saul, and then that stuff went away. Then Paranormal Activity came out, and people were like, "We can, like all these studios, like we can buy up all these indie horror movies that cost nothing to make and make a small fortune." Yeah. So then it was all them, and they had just officially said, Paranor- Paranor- "Found footage." Paranormal Activity is now done. Yeah. They said they're not making any more. This is the last one. They said that, and there's a new one coming. Well, this out. is the last one. They yeah. said the studio is stopping <laughs> stopping production on them. Then the purge was a bit, is a big thing, and that's already up to like four installments already. 
Like, it's really ridiculous, but the thing is, like, what's next for horror? Like, it, I'm really kind of longing for the 1980s where we had monsters. I think the next genre in horror goes back to something that I was talking to Rob about before we started recording tonight, and that is almost like a meta horror, where there's a new movie, we saw a trailer for it, it's not out yet, but it should be coming out, and it's about people in our world that get trapped in an old, campy horror movie. And so they have our knowledge, but they're in the old horror movie, and they have to kind of a like abide by those rules. And when they start changing the rules, the horror movie starts changing itself. I think that could be a, a new genre that's going to take place. But it's not going to replace horror. Think about it. Like we already, that's... it's still we, horror though. We we had that already though with Cabin in the Woods, and that was done in a serious way. And it's kind of old new, because, I mean, even Scream ribbed at that a lot. Do you know what I mean? It didn't go to the extreme length of it, but it ribbed at it. It was like, there was the character that was like, guys, this is what happens in horror movies. Well, Scream was supposed to be a parody of horror movies to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we've had them. We've had, like, six scary movies and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, so that stuff exists. This is, I think, just a a really unique indie film um, that... Looks like it's going to take it seriously and humorously at the same time. Like you I think it is. Was... I think it is going to be a slasher flick that they're just putting their own twist on, and that twist is bringing humor in it. But I think it still is supposed to be a horror movie. Um, what like horror movies have you like folks actually watched in the past couple of years though? Because I know we just saw It Follows, and Babadook was a new one too. Babadook, Babadook, the Babadook. whatever that thing. Um, so I mean, like those were two fairly new ones. I don't know. I knew that's like a small sampling of what's out there, but I kept hearing about both of them a lot. Um, I wonder if that's going to be a direction. I know Rob brought up The Purge, and I was highly disappointed with The Purge. Yeah. The way it happened. And part of it's the topic. You have a night where the country shuts down all emergency services, shuts down all defenses. Yeah. Like, think of what you could do with this. Like, what are the other countries going to do if they're going to invade our country? This is the time to do it. If there's going to be, like, mass mafia crime going on, this is the night to do it. And they focused on one person in a small town. It was like, I was expecting so much more from that movie. I mean, maybe, maybe this is kind of going off genre. And I haven't seen it yet, because uh, I think it's an Amazon Prime mm-hmm. TV show, which could be a good, you know, the, the show that I'm thinking of could be a good basis for our possible horror, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. The Man in the High Castle. What's that? Uh, I haven't heard about it yet. That looks it's, interesting. It's an alternate history thing, isn't it? It's an alternate history if Germany won the war, World War II, yeah. and, you know, we were all wonderful German citizens living in America saying, you know, oh, our Fuhrer, he's our, you know, our leader, things like that. That could be an interesting, you know. And the entertainment industry wasn't nearly as good because there were no Jewish people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think one of the things is, you know, like, for example, uh, you see it really big, too, in in film. And you see it in culture and, and trends. Like I said, the Western was really big. And then, you know, um, you had musicals that were a large portion of movie-going crowds, and then slasher films in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and, you know, you had uh, the 80s 
hardcore action films, like the over-the-top action movies that we all think about nowadays. The 90s, I don't even know what it was. Like, it was just kind of like, hey, we have CG now, and we're going to overuse it as much as we can. Right. <laughs> and then we kind of, then it was like the superhero films. We're still there. Are, we're still in the superhero comedy. Well, the superhero thing is, is the big thing going now, and you can kind of see, like, horrors kind of only just survived since it crashed in the 80s. It's like, every once in a while, you get these little peaks Lips, yeah. Where it's kind of like, hey, something did something really cool when Scream came back, Slashers came back. Mm-hmm. And then we got things like Urban Legend and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. And, you know, then you got a little bit more unique things like The Faculty and Disturbing Behavior. And they, they played around with the genre a little bit, but it was that, that whole teen market um, that was the important part. But it's been yeah. a long time since we've seen monsters, though. Like, we've gotten a little bit of that with, like, Pacific Rim and Godzilla and stuff like that, but that's it. I don't, going back to the original question where you said, what do you think the next evolution is? This just popped into my head. I would be curious to see it as a movie experience rather than a movie. And that is, and Rob knows we had this so many years ago, the idea of having an entire movie from a first person point of view, an entire horror movie. And they did a little bit of that like a while ago with Doom and it wasn't good. But we didn't have the technology that they have now. When well, they did it with Doom, it had that weird up and down motion that the video game had. But they could do it today and actually have you experience it in IMAX 3D. It's not going to happen in that way. It's going to be called Oculus Rift and PlayStation VR. And that's exactly where I was going. I mean, a lot of like the horror things, the things that really want to scare you are happening in games now. Yeah, yeah, games have a lot of it, really good horror segments. It went from a joke in, like, the 90s with, like, Resident Evil. That was not a joke. That well, legitimately scared me when the dog jumped through the window. But, like, that one, like, if we look at it now, a lot of it's kind of cheesy. But, like, back then, that was the first time we got scared by a video game. And now, it's come a long way where their games are unsettling. Like, yeah. like look at, like, Amnesia and, you know... Even, like, your Soma. average fantasy RPG like Dragon Age has really creepy-ass villains. Like, some of the shit that they pulled in was It's that body horror disturbing. stuff that you get yeah. to see, you know? It's that Cronenberg-esque, like, fly, like, it's kind of terrifying yeah. to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, uh, like one of the big things, Kenny, is, like, there's a demo that's been kicking around um, the gaming uh, con circuit the last, like, maybe, like, six months called The Kitchen. And the idea is you wake up, you're in VR, and you wake up in a kitchen area, like in a restaurant, tied to a chair. So you can't move. You can move your head, turn left and right, and a guy gets up in your face and is like, be quiet, be quiet, don't say anything. And this, this guy's next to you, like, shivering, like, holding his breath, and a monster basically comes in, like, this zombie-esque, witch-looking, Japanese kind of, like, ra- like, ring character comes in. And grabs the guy and tears him away from you. And she gets up in your face. And you can't move. You're tied to a chair. All you can do is back your head up. And that's what your character does. And she rips the other guy out of the room. And you hear what's happening around you. And then you see this head get like roll into the doorway. And you're trapped. And you have nowhere to go. Yeah. So How is that a game? It's an experience. Okay. It's meant to be more of an that's experience That's going more into the movie realm, then. But that's, like, what you're talking yeah. about. But that's some of the stuff we're going to see with VR. Some of it's not going to be games. It's going to be experiences. So that's exactly where I think it's going to go. In line with, um, even though, like, you know, these trends may not happen, does anyone have, like, a monster trend they wish would happen? 
I want like a new Michael Myers or a new J like a, a new like not those characters specifically. Like I want a new one that is going to last forever. Okay. Like I want not like you know we got like the last iconic characters that we got was Jigsaw. And I don't like Jigsaw. No, Jigsaw sucks. But, like, Michael Myers and Freddy and, and Still Jason. Still irrelevant, yeah. They are... tried to do it not long ago, but it was stupid. What? What? So I can't even remember the name of the character who they were like, Freddy has his glove, Jason has his machete, and this guy has a noose. Oh, no, really? they, that was just a, a random... Noose? That was just somebody that, that had a low-budget horror film that was like, this is what we're gonna do. Mm. But I'm saying, I want something that, like, a studio is like... This is amazing. This is going to be a, like an icon and put like marking. You want on. a new horror icon, yeah. I want a new horror icon that's going to last. We haven't had one in such a long time. How about you, Kenny? As far as what I'd like to see, I would actually like to see a. I'd like to see the the virtual reality experience, but negating that, I would actually like to see a regression, and I would like to see it go back to. Don't show me the blood. Don't show me the guts and the gore. Don't show me the monster in your CGI. Show me the rustle of the leaves. Show me a weird shape run behind a bush that I can't identify. Let my imagination fill in the blanks because no matter what you put on screen, it is never going to top what my imagination comes up with. That's very true. I got nothing. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, I'm not a horror fan. Yeah. Um, but if you were to say, for example, say like any like monster that you'd like to see in a horror movie, would you like? To, would you, you love would to see like a Lovecrafty and like Cthulhu esque film? Yeah, like yes, I would. An old gods I'd, one. Like, I'd actually, I would love to see them actually start a series of Cthulhu movies. That would be because cool. as much as I enjoy Cthulhu and the Cthulhu mythos, I I'm not a big reader, and you all yeah. know this. I don't have... Well, they're hard reads, too. Exactly. They're difficult and reads. That, and they're that, not... too. So I, I don't have the wherewithal to get through those books. Yeah. So I'd love to see something accessible so to the general populace yeah. that would be interested in it. And those, that could be... Things. That easily could be iconic. That would be cool. That could be like a new Godzilla. It's like, look, Cthulhu, you know. And, and again, Noodle playing, Hotep. In, Noodle playing Hotep. into what you want, Kenny, Cthulhu should almost never, ever be on screen. Yeah. Because if so you see actually, him, your mind will go exactly. insane. Yeah, so you that can't would actually handle work really it. So well. it does make sense. Yeah. And the question here's going off topic a little bit, but on to what Bill said was the um, Cthulhu. Why does everyone focus on Cthulhu so much? He's not even the main elder god, but for some reason he's taken over everything. Who's the main elder god? Oh, I can't pronounce their names. <laughs> Maybe that's why they went to Cthulhu, because he's the easiest, easiest name. to pronounce. Northolotep. Noodlehotep. Yeah. <laughs> No, Narlahotep was the prophet of Cthulhu. But there are other ones that are more powerful than Cthulhu. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't really That's know all of them. So, <laughs> what, how about you, Kat? Like, what what would you like to see next? On a purely like entertainment level, I think it would be really fun to do mermaids as a monster. Actually, there I is. Saw... There, there is a. Is there? In the woods. There is a mermaid. Yeah, there is a yeah. There's like you only get glimpses of that stuff though. But like if you think about it, like sirens and shit like that have been hard, like you know on that like bend of horror and creepy for forever. There's one out like, there now from mythology. Um, it's fairly recent, if I would. yeah. But I wanted to pick up. I want more. You want more I of want that? More than just one. Yeah, I think that would be a really really fun trend. Evil mythological creatures. Oh god, yeah, that's like really the, um, fun. Supernatural episode that starts with the guy getting stabbed by the unicorn. Yes, yeah. that is super cool stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Like, um, I saw, this was years ago, but I saw, uh, it was this anime pet shop of horrors, and this was the reason why I want to see mermaids done, like, really creepy, is because they did that. Like, they had, like, each episode was devoted to a different monster type and, like, a different little story. And, um, it was a really short, random, weird anime. We had, like, rented it from Blockbuster once upon a time, back when there still were Blockbusters. Um... And How many of you out there know what a blockbuster is? <laughs> West Coast Video. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. Bring it way back. But, um, yeah, the whole episode, though, like, was about a killer mermaid. And it was really, really fucking creepy. Like, she couldn't talk. So it kind of, like, fit that whole thing. But then, like, and you thought she was all innocent and sweet. And the guy's like, oh, a mermaid. And then she fucking tears his head off. It was a very disturbing episode. But, um... The other thing I would think of that would be really cool is tapping into some more like Japanese mythology. Um, They have a horde of really, really weird monsters. Japanese? What? Never. Yeah. Honestly, it's a good time if you're a Wii U owner. Uh, Right now, it's going to be free uh, starting at the end of the week. The first episode or two episodes of uh, the new Fatal Frame game. Oh, yeah. I remember playing that on PS2. And I heard the kind of cool thing is they have the control pad, and that is now officially your camera. Yeah! You actually have to use that to line up your photos because the idea of you have an aperture that steals the souls of the ghosts that are trying to kill you. So now the game game pad is actually your full-on camera. Oh, that's cool. So it shows up on screen the outline of where you're tilting to get your shots. Yeah. But uh, it's that very ring-esque. I might have submerged, drowned... Well, there was, like, it was, like, because, like, they have, like, you know, hordes and hordes of mythological ghosts and stuff, um, but there was a really weird one, I forget where I had read it, um, a while ago, where, like, the creature just melded bodies onto, you know, and it was, it just turned into this amorphous blob that just kept, like, adding bodies, and, like, there were just body parts, like, pulsing out, you know, in, like, all directions out of it and stuff, and it would, like, it just kept going and, like, adding more bodies to the mass and it was fucking disgusting but really cool nice i mean i I always think it's fun like i love seeing practical effects and the fact that they're coming back in a big way like a lot of studios are putting a lot of emphasis in citizen faith on it just just does they hold up forever yeah they really do if they're done well they hold up forever Mm -hmm. um and like i said it is we can to as we tie up this conversation, they bring it back to one of the originals. That's one, actually one of the best things episodes one through three gave us. It taught filmmakers of a generation just because the tech is there doesn't mean you could rely on it. <laughs> because somebody ultimately had to do that test, and they were the ones that helped create most of it. The horror films that really stuck with me are episodes one through three. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars episode one through three. The most what terrifying is, horror films. That was the scariest thing you've ever saw. The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Jar Jar's first appearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, I know well, there was another topic we were going to try to squeeze in real quick uh, before we finish up the break. Is Kat actually had the thought of uh, what music... During this time of the year, that helps kind of put you in the Halloween spirit. Um, and I'll just leave it open for if there's anybody has a song or anything like that, or is he did know. the mash? He did the monster coming. mash. <laughs> Come on, you have to. It's it was that a is Halloween. Smash. Oh, it's and, true. I mean, and I, I'll listen to this anytime a year. Werewolves of London. Werewolves yes, of London. Yes. London, London is awesome. Um, Wait, Bill, can you howl? Can you? Howl? <laughs> Wait, Wolves of London. London. 
<laughs> there aren't as nearly as many Halloween songs as there are for Christmas. Well, that's true. <laughs> but there are still some here or there. I, Dead Man's Party. Dead Oingo Man's Boingo. Party for Oingo Boingo. You had a whole zombie CD of I have, just like. I have an entire CD Rob has I like made that I actually. The jackpot of horror I, music. Well, it, what you, I did was I was like, you know what? It's I just needed a good CD for the CD for the car, and I used to get really into making mix CDs. So I actually like transitioned songs out of songs into other songs. Fashion How many zombie. of you out there know what a CD is? Uh. <laughs> Well, like I said, the funny thing is everybody goes to Monster Mash, and that's uh, Boris Pickett. Um, but he had a whole mess load of other songs that he followed that up with. And I'm, I was trying, yeah. pulling them up real quick to see if I can find some of the other ones. Didn't you, what are the other ones on your zombie one? Wasn't there, like, Fashion Zombie? Oh, uh, Fashion. Lots of, well, uh, that was, that's Aquabats. Because that yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another classic. Um, it was uh, called the Zombies. It was fun. Uh, there was a really big zombie song, and I can't think of it right now. And a lot of it apparently is thriller. zombies, which we're oversaturated with. Oh, thriller! We are, of oh course. My God. Yeah, thriller's a big one. As, as you as you look up that, Rob, it's not their music. Really, isn't Halloween music, but it's their not. performances. Well, because Guar. Here comes mummies. <laughs> Over Guar for performances yes. Here for come Halloween. Mummies. They're all mummies, and all their songs are laced with such. So much innuendo. Guar, it's hilarious. Guar fed people to like plants and chopped them up on stage. Ooh, the song from Hocus Pocus um, that Sarah Jessica Parker's character sings in it. That always reminds me of Halloween because Hocus Pocus reminds me Are you of ready Halloween. to get angry? Because it's awesome. I don't know don't. if I've ever seen Hocus Pocus. What? I haven't seen Hocus Pocus either. Oh, that's the yeah. did, did Sarah classic. Did Sarah Jessica Parker's song sound like, nay, nay? <laughs> I gotta say, that was the one single movie I ever thought she was attractive in. I really ever. I really feel so bad wait, because wait, I don't wait, see wait, her wait. as a horse. She's, face, a, she's like. a witch, right? So you're saying when they took Sarah Jessica Parker and, and covered her, her up with witch. warts and made her nose even bigger, that made her attractive, more attractive than what she looks like normally. It somehow worked wow. for her. It just worked for her the way I, so they So you think she went home and her husband was like, no, no, no. Keep leave the, the makeup witch on. makeup on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But now, uh, actually, I found it real quick. So, uh, so for, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, uh, Boris Pickett, the guy that did the Monster Mash. So he did have an entire album he released. Uh, I think several years later, there was a lot of people that were biting off of the Monster Mash, and there's a whole bunch of ones like uh, the Mummy's Bracelet is a big one. I don't know if you ever heard it, but that was like nineteen no. late nineteen sixties. Um, but uh, some of the other ones he was responsible for was uh, A Monster's Holiday, was, which was the Monster Christmas song, which is fucking terrible. I Definitely recommend that. listening to it and never listening to it again. Uh, Blood Bank oh, Blues, uh, The Werewolf Watusi, The Monster Swim, and then Me and My Mummy were all Aww, some of the big ones that adorable. he was known for. And they're all really bad. I think there's also a Monster Beach Party one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, what's fun is there's a whole genre, like, subgenre of horror, um... Like horror Billy, horror Billy, it's like Psycho Billy, yeah. stuff Psycho like Billy, that, horror which Billy, which is all like, and it's all horror themes. Like um, horror pops are all like yeah. horror, horror pops, themes. There's uh, um, you yeah. are like the jackpot. Oh god, of that um, stuff. some I mean, of their stuff's really good. I love horror pops. They're actually like I, I mean, we went on binges like Creep Show, Creep Show, The Matadors, yeah. um, uh, Christ, uh, The Brains are yeah. fantastic. Uh, I mean, there's so There's a lot of many. really... And so I think, like, you know, we don't need to keep rehashing the Monster Mash. Why don't we, like, bring up to the limelight these awesome horror bands? They're fantastic. 
I mean, and that's really usually fun. what I listen to this time of the year is a lot of horror Billy stuff. It's just That's fun. what it made me think of is all the stuff I mean, we listen to. Yeah, yeah it's um, Kitty in a Casket still one of my favorites. Yeah, and they have fun. a lot of those songs that like remind you of those classical ones from when you were growing mm-hmm. up. Like they're just fun. You um, have a lot of like one-offs too. Just I do. From, like, like the Veronas. If you if you want a really good Halloween song, that's just going through the insane cavalcade of monsters. It's uh, look up the Veronas. Um, I love my monsters on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You'll probably only find one video, and you'll see Shelly uh, in demon form from Evil Dead on the cover in the little icon. But it's a wonderful, <gasps> wonderful song. Evil Dead the musical. Evil Dead that's the exactly musical. what you true. can listen that's to true. for Halloween. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that nobody zombie. said it yet. What? Nightmare Before Christmas. This is Halloween. Yes, that is the never, quintessential one for me. I can never decide if it's oh. a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. Halloween. It's both. It is. It's both. totally both. It is. Yeah. It's it's a November movie. Because you actually, know what it is? It actually is because most of that movie <laughs> takes place during November. Yeah. yeah. November into, into December because yep. it takes place on Halloween, uh, the end of Halloween. Night. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a November movie. Basically, what you're telling me is, hey, let's make a holiday movie that takes place in November, and it still won't be about Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh God. Well, it's okay. We're getting another hor- new horror movie that I'm incredibly excited about. That's a holiday movie, what? Uh, which okay. is Krampus, which yes. is coming from the director of yes. Trick or Treat, which was uh, if you ever have had ben sci-fi. Ben Parks and Rec is in it. Yeah. Adorable. So yeah, if you if you ever had Sci-Fi Channel or a lot of the other stuff, they used they do what TBS does and. They do 24 hours of the movie Trick or Treat on repeat, which is pretty awesome on Halloween Day, because that movie is easily the best Halloween movie, I think, to ever come out next to maybe the, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween. No. Um, it's it's Trick just, just amazing. Trick or Treat's fantastic. I could watch it a million times. But they're making times. a new movie called Krampus, which is now a Christmas horror film. And, and for and, those uh, of you that don't know, Krampus is an actual legend. It's not something that the movie people... Created. Right. It's it's the twi- it's it's the brother of Saint Nicholas that comes in the first week of December to take care of the naughty kids, and basically shoves them in a sack and carries them away. Yeah, and never to be heard from again. So it's a uh, sounds delightful and heartwarming. So to be able to get to see a fun, twisted variation of that for a movie, I am all aboard. Uh, I, I think that would be amazing. Um, Yay, Krampus! Yeah. Um, well. You know, uh, anybody else have any last minute ones before we take our break? No. Nope. Nope. Break time! Break time! Break time! All right, guys, we'll be back in just a few. Hello, incredibly generous, kind-hearted gamers. Yakko Warner here, live from the Water Tower. Actually, it's Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko Warner, and Pinky, and Carol Weezer, and a couple of Ninja Turtles, Raphael and Donatello, to be precise. Listen, you guys, the reason I'm speaking to you today is not because of me. And by the way, thank you very much for your incredible love and support and generosity, because I've had a gig for 30 years. But what I'm here to tell you is that those of you who know me know that I'm all, I mean all, about helping kids especially kids who have had a rough go of it and and been dealt a kind of a crappy hand so far. But these people at the Extra Life Foundation, Extra Life is a yearly 24-hour gaming marathon, 24 consecutive hours of gaming by kind-hearted, sweet people like yourselves, and they cover all types of gaming, board games, video games, role-playing games, with the single sole purpose of raising funds for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And put this on your calendar, kids. This year's event will be taking place on November 7th, 
2015. And you can help show your support by donating to Team PS Nation and their friends from the Caffeine Crew, fabulous podcast, and the Next Level Radio folks by heading over to extralife.org. That is capital E-X-T-R-A hyphen capital L-I-F-E dot org, extralife.org. And you search for Team PS Nation, where you can see the roster of players and support their local hospitals. The Extra Life motto is play games, heal kids. I mean, how perfect is that? You do something that everybody loves. Even the kids you are healing love playing games and you're helping them. Fabulous thing. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you so much, all of you, for your continued support in the uh, the wacky job that I have. And we're all in this together, folks. So say it with me. Narf! Wow, you did say it with me. Have fun. And we're back. So actually, it was kind of funny as soon as we hit pause, the, one of the songs that popped in my head that I can't believe we forgot was Night on Bald Mountain for our favorite Halloween song. So if you guys remember Fantasia from Disney that was at the end with the the demon that turned into, uh, that was the mountain. You're that is still like one of the most twisted, creepy things I think I still remember from my childhood. I would also like to interject that once we hit the break, we went over and I looked up on YouTube and showed Cat the Troll from Cat's Eye. And that is not what she was talking about. It is not. I can't fucking find it. I just went and searched. <laughs> Apparently her troll was like eight feet tall and came out of double doors on a closet. Yeah. So if anyone knows what that is. Yeah, I, I, tell me, please. Uh, you I've don't, been trying to figure this out my life. Well, like I said, it took me a long time to figure I out the Return of the Living Dead one. That took me about a good 15 years to figure out what that was. I'm older than 15, <laughs> My yeah. My theory on cats, and she said, because you said they showed this to you at school, right? Yeah. My theory on cats is that they showed her an episode of the Muppets, and it was that big hairy guy. <laughs> what, you Sweetums? Yeah, Sweetums. Oh. oh man, that would have so, been precious. One of the big things I we had to kind of bring up tonight was this costumes. We are now two days away from Halloween. I have not figured out a costume. Does anybody ever else have a really hard time figuring out a costume for Halloween? Yes. I, I will jump in and I will just say that I am, I will dress up, but I am not a huge, avid cosplayer, costumer. But as people that have come to our parties and seen me dressed up can attest to, I will dress up, but I usually like to take it in a weird idea. There was a, um, a cartoon party, specifically more of a, um, Planet Express, Fry and Leela, why am I drawing a blank on Future it? Album. We did Future a sci-fi. Album. We did a sci-fi, sci-fi party. Sci-fi yeah. one. And I wore, wore all black, cut up a pie plate so it could go around my neck and put uh, stuff around my head and came as a head in a jar. We had a costume party for uh, superheroes or a specifically comic book costume party. Came in all black with half of a batarang sticking out of my shoulder and said, I'm thug number two. <laughs> like this, he had, this he had a black of, ski cap and like little black smudges under his eyes. And that's that's the type of costuming I do. I, I do the silly one that's very easy to do. Yeah. I, I really have, for the last two Halloweens, because it's really all I've been able, been back here to dress up for, has been couples costumes. Yeah. Yeah. You think about it, last year... Oh, you had you, a great you, one last you were, you, year. Yeah. You were Cogsworth. Yeah, me and Andrew, Cogsworth and Lumiere. You guys did I got a to do great Cogsworth, job, which, yeah. again, was the first and last box costume that I think I'll ever make. <laughs> um, it was a, an awesome costume, That was cool, though. though. 
I mean, and, and I guess I guess the last one I did wasn't a couple's costume, the Alphaba. That was for what party? Yeah, because I was going to do something, but, like, I couldn't Fail find any of the... Yeah. Well, but finding I mean, a white suit, a guy's white suit was difficult. really That's difficult. Fair. I looked for, like, weeks. I, I know, I know. I took the easy way out, besides for, like, the green body paint, which is the last time I'll ever do for <laughs> body paint. <laughs> There's a trend in my costume. <laughs> it's the last time I've First ever First and last. <laughs> Um, At least you try them. So this year, what are you doing, Bill? I'm doing Gru from Despicable Aww, Me. Adorable. And, and uh, my uh, my significant other girlfriend. I shouldn't. I, I won't name, name names first of all because because you know, uh, he doesn't want both of the girls to know that there's right, another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, is going as Lucy from Despicable Me too. Adorable. I know. We are going to be adorable. We're already adorable. So precious. Kat, do you ever have problems coming up with Halloween costumes? Um, no. I mean, I have, I have problems coming up with, like, initially, maybe, but, like, and sometimes my planning doesn't always sync up, but I can always scrap something together at the last minute. Like, I have so many... I, I enjoy costuming. I don't enjoy sewing, so I don't do very complex costumes, because I suck at sewing. But I can usually figure out something simple enough, and if there's a goodwill, there's a way. So <laughs> I normally will just hit up the goodwill, and if I can't find it there, it's not going to be that costume, and I find a new one. That brings up an interesting question, because I do the same thing Kat does, and I'm looking around to the rest of you here and asking the question, how many of you will shop for your costume at Goodwill versus actually going to one of those big box costumes? I shop at Goodwill and put stuff together myself. I shop at Goodwill. Screw the big box, box, box costume stores. I mean, okay, I gotta say, I did buy something from there. For my costume, but it was one part of my costume. Yeah, yeah like, I'll buy components at those. Like, if, like, I'm never going to be able to find this one object I need, but a costume store is going to have it. I'll pick that up. But at the same point, Party City is technically one of them sometimes. Yeah. You know, well, but no, it's year-round. Some people but... will go and buy, say, okay, I want to be a Roman emperor, a so here's 50 bucks, give me this yeah. bag, I'm done. I don't like that, personally, because I... I it. A lot of those times, too, the costumes are one and done. And for me, if there are components involved, I can reuse them. We have, we're, we're having a costume contest at work on Friday. Yeah. And one of the categories is for best DIY costume. And I thought, wait a minute. Who the fuck buys a costume in a bag? And then I remembered other people. <laughs> yeah. We are geeks. Yeah, I mean, that There's is... So, like, whenever we do costuming, everybody comes... With costumes that they have made and slaved over. I think it's wonderful. Like, no one really buys a costume in a bag from the people we know in real life, in person. Well, it's kind of... Oh, go ahead. No. Costume in the bag reminds me of people who genuinely... Or generally don't like costuming, but they have a costume party they have to go to. And so they run there, pick up something, and throw it on. I think it reminds me of the people that are concerned about what someone else is going to think about their costume. They're not confident in themselves. And so they go, I'm going to go buy this bag because it guarantees that it will be a good costume. They're not confident enough to put it together themselves. But I've always, for almost everything, I say DIY is better. Always better. If If you can make a plain table 
it's going to be cooler than some fancy ornate table that you bought at the store simply yeah. because you made yeah. it and you have the story behind mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I that's, I think, my biggest problem is I hate slapdashing a costume together. Like, this October, like, I don't remember any of it. Like, it's been so busy. It's a blur, yeah. Actually, the last couple of months have just been, like, incredibly busy that, like, when it gets to the point in time, it's like, oh, yeah, I need to work on my costume. Crap, Halloween is in days. So you're like, okay, well, I need to buy this, this, and this. And I'm like, I can't get any of this shipped in time, even if, like, I rush ship stuff, whatever. Yeah. Like, for certain things. Um, you have to prep for certain things. And, like, costumes. I'm the type of person, though, too, I really ha hate half-assing a costume. Like, that is... I do it all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I've done it every once in a while, but, like, you know, like, a couple years ago, I did a, like, Scarecrow from Batman, and, like, I went, like, all out with it. Like It was good. Like, yeah. every once in a while, I make a costume that I'm really, really, really proud of. Yeah. Um, and, like, once I could, like, probably win costume contests and stuff like that, but, like, it's been rare, like, that, but it also takes a lot of money to do those costumes yeah. sometimes. Time. And time. And time has been, unfortunately, difficult. So, like, it was kind of sad, like... I was going through Amazon today real quick, and I'm like, oh, what can I be? Because we're doing a, uh, a cartoon theme this year. So, me and Kenny were talking, let's be Yakko and Wacko from Animaniacs. And I know you've got a good idea if you put yours together. And I, I can do Yakko right now. That's awesome. So, and I think I may go the same route still if I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh, and probably in the similar way that you're going to do yours. Like, But I had like this like grandiose idea. I was going to get like the morph suits that has the open face. I was going to get, like, a triple XL, like, light blue, like, um, turtleneck, the cartoon gloves, the cartoon feet, red, like, the hat, the ears, the tail, and then do, like, nice body paint and stuff like that around my face to, like, work through it all. And I'm like, once I couldn't find the bodysuit or get it in time, I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. My entire idea is I don't want to wear a sweat, like, a sweatpants and this and this and this. It's not my idea. So... It's always kind of tricky uh, when you do a lot of that stuff. We'll say Darkwing Duck would have been a cool idea. Oh. And last year, the Goodwill by by me had the pink fedora hats. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah, I'm doing uh, Raven from Teen Titans, and it's really simple because, you know, it's easy to You have components. to get a cloak. Exactly. Like, got I got all it is a cloak. I got my purple cloak. And I got, and like, all I have to pick up are the tights, and I think I'm just gonna go with, like, she has purple boots, but I'm gonna wear black boots. Again, I'm a, I'm a half-assing it a little bit, but I really, it's, it's certain all good. details I don't care about. Well, it's kind of funny, though, too, because we brought up, like, bad costumes, and I told Kat, I'm like, I almost bought a bad costume today, because I was on Amazon, I'm like, what can I be, what can I be for this theme? And I was like, you know what, I wonder, I'm like, and I searched, and I found a Zap Brannigan costume for Futurama that was freaking amazing. Gosh. And I'm like... Would your ball sack have been hanging out the bottom of it? <laughs> Actually, they had, like, uh, leggings that were skin tone leggings for your legs to go yeah, up under the... Yeah, but that looks really cheesy. It, it does, but the thing is, the funny thing is, it wasn't, like, a crap bag costume. It was, like, one of those, like, deluxe style. So, like, mm -hmm. the actual shirt... The, like the long shirt he wears was actually was me that of lore the whole nine. I'm like, wow. that's amazing. Like, I don't know. I still think the flesh tone thing is like a you know. Oh yeah, and it costs unless you it's an well done. It's a arm and a leg, and you're firstborn. Yeah, seriously. So I will say this: that is a backup. If I go to the Goodwill and I see a really long red shirt, I may consider grabbing that and a, a belt and. I've got a wig that would work for it that I can slick back. And, and Rob's balls will be hanging in the breeze. I got my balls hanging out all night. <laughs> Find some white boots. Actually, if you're doing... See, I always say that you Kenny, do... you look so serious. No, because I, conversation. I... This is the first time that I've really... Like Rob's asked, balls in the breeze. 
this? This is the first time that I've actually really, us talking about this, really sitting here going, hmm, I wonder what I could do. And the thing that popped into my head, like I said, I always try and think outside the box, would be to just come in white shoes, white pants, a white shirt, try and get some white face paint, a white hat, and just say, I'm one of the cartoon cells that he had to erase and cut. Oh, I just got a better idea than that. Daffy Duck, Duck and Muck. When Bugs Bunny is redrawing him in all the weird stuff. If you I could put find like the bill it, on top of the head. The bill on top of the head. Have a little flag with the screw and the baseball bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little petal flower around that your was, neck. That, that would be cool pretty one. amazing. That's a good idea for next year. So many ideas. So if you guys have ideas, let us know what they are. But unfortunately, it's really bad when you have those ideas two days before Halloween. It's true. Oh. Uh, That's no time. I know. I'll come up with something. I will definitely come up with something. You always do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what are what are some of everybody's favorite costumes that they've done over the years that, like, stick out in your brain? I came dressed as thug number two. <laughs> that, was cool. that was a fun costume. It was pretty funny. Because people were like, what are you? And then you said it, and they're like, that's actually really pretty ingenious. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed doing Elphaba. Like, it was an awesome costume. Even though cool. the green face paint and body paint was just was horrendous. <laughs> and I started, I actually did start melting halfway through oh. the night. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. I had, I had the best, you know, just... Black pants, black shirt, cape. Yeah, it was know, very precious. And the best broom, which I unfortunately couldn't keep for myself because, you know, I borrowed it from my sister. Aww. Because she was, you know, the Wicked Witch when she did Wizard of Oz in That's school. Awesome. Yeah, it was a cool costume. Yeah. I really liked that one. Dressing in all black and having a silver gauntlet with uh, spikes around it to go as Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> you need a chair. Yeah, you got a theme with dressing it all black. I do. Well, the last one I just presented the the erased character was all white, just to be the, just yeah. to be a, you know a piece of paper. Honestly, what was the one of the really great costumes that sticks out in my mind was from last year's Halloween party. Yeah, Waldo. Because eh, that was fun because she was if in you, like every she was in every picture and she it's just kind of like stuck her head out behind it and every photo bomb every picture. Ood costumes were pretty good. It was pretty hilarious because our friends did ouds, but they did ouds dressed in like women's like older women's clothing. Nineteen twenties maternity wear. It was yeah. so funny. That was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I would. I'd have a hard time pinning down my favorite costume, considering I dress up for everything. <laughs> like I dress up for the events I do. I dress up for every party, almost every party we have. I dress up for every Halloween, obviously. I dress up for any convention I go. Like I love dressing up. So if there's an excuse, I will do it. I think my favorite was probably. Uh... Going back many years, uh, I went as Jason Todd Robin before he came back to being um, Red Hood, mm-hmm. which was uh, back when the comic book came out called Batman Hush, and it was an altered version of that character that showed up that was ended up being Clayface. But it was this really cool design. It was a like trench coat, like this really cool black top with all these extract belts to him. Like, he had his hair kind of, like, slicked back with this big white streak. Like, I bought, like, this really nice latex domino mask that, like, you had to adhere to your face. Just really freaking cool looking. I think one of my ideal costumes, and now all of you, I'm sure, have heard this, because I've said I wanted to do this, I just haven't yet. But the people listening haven't heard it. 
is to be take the traditional and twist it a little bit. You have the traditional pregnant prom queen. So you get the dress, you get the sash that says prom queen, you get the extended stomach so it looks pregnant, the wig, the whole nine yards. But then take it one step further and actually have a black piece of paper in front of the stomach, make it look like an x-ray so that you can see the little baby inside kind of fighting off the end of a clothes hanger and have an actual clothes hanger hanging out from below the bottom of the dress. That would be an amazing costume. As Kenny gets torched in the street. Come on, that's yeah. funny. That's actually, I'm okay that he brought that up because it made my comment in the beginning of the show not seem quite as bad. <laughs> People, people are too PC and they're too safe with things today. It's uh, like they're scream so... queens, which is why I love you. It is so a non-PC show. It really is. It's <laughs> and that's we need to just embrace the humor. I'm pretty sure everyone listening can figure out that I'm not actually pregnant and I'm not actually performing Kenny a coat hanger so abortion. You, so you should be able to joke about so things. Pregnant. We're overprotecting our kids, and it just seems like we're we're taking things too far that way. Well, like I said, I, one of the things I really wanted, to, I thought was kind of interesting today is, um, and it kind of stemmed from a conversation I had with my brother-in-law the other day, is they were asking me, it's like, hey, do you know any good places for kids to go out trick-or-treating? And I'm like, I was like, well, you've got an amazing, huge neighborhood down the road from you guys. And they're like, we've been going, but like, nobody's... Every year, it's getting less and less and less. Like, there's so few kids. And, like, for the kid, that's what's fun about it. When you can see a whole mess load of other kids running around in costumes, kind of brings a lot of spirit to it all. Like, it's a lot more fun. No, the fun of it is not seeing the other kids. The fun of it is getting the candy. Well, Let's is. be honest. Yeah, but it's also weird if you're the only ones, only out, ones there. out It is. It's like, it feels like... Because it's normal to be passing, like, you know, in your Halloween memories as you go to each place, like, it's normal to be passing a ton of other kids in costume. Not for me. Not for me. Where I grew up, there were very few kids. Our house, my parents, my parents would have, on average, on a a night, they would have five or six groups of trick-or-treaters come to the house. Until, yeah, and then they put in a development that I could walk to, and there were kids there. But yeah. for until I was in maybe like middle school, there were very few kids. So I would go around. But that worked because people knew that there were very few kids. So I would get like whole king size candy bars. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, is like for the areas when there are when there's big areas, though, that kids aren't going to. What happens is, well, people are like, well, I don't need to buy a lot of candy because I only got X amount of trick-or-treaters last year. Yep. Not going to end up having all this excess stuff. So people buy less and less. Yeah. So houses run out earlier and earlier. And then eventually they say, eh, are we going to give anything out this year? Well, again, yeah, it depends on the area. Because, I mean, I know that can change sometimes. But, like, certain areas just do get or flush with it. Like... Um, I was talking to someone today who was telling me, like, they, you know, give out candy every year in their area. Like, I guess he was saying that they made up, um, like, 80 bags to give out to trick-or-treaters. And they had to turn their lights off before, like, it was over. Because there were so many people still coming and they ran out of all 80. That's, like, a huge fucking amount of people. Whereas other people get, like... I got ten people coming to my door. 
I don't I don't even make bags. I've got Halloween candy. I've got like a bag of Snickers miniatures, Milky Way miniatures. I think I've got a bag of M&Ms, things like that, like the little fun size packages. Yeah. And I'll just throw them into a bowl and then when the kids come around, I'll put them in the in in their bag. But I have a problem with it simply because last year I barely had any trick or treaters that I gave candy to because for some reason they decided to make the trick-or-treating end when it got dark. No. It starts when it gets dark. Yeah. I didn't even, like, answer the door when people Who were knocking at, like, in four. the daytime? That's weird. Well, trick-or-treating oh. most areas out here now is between 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Which is very... I went... I... I, I maybe... Are, am I embellishing this? But I remember as a kid trick-or-treating until people turned their lights out, which was, like, 10 at night. That's what oh, I that was what it was too. for me too. Yeah, no, I remember that as well. Yeah, trick or treating started when it got dark. Yeah, not before. No, it, and, there, and was there was no, no end time. time. It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't start when it was twilight. It started when it was dark. dark. Yeah. You needed flashlights. If you went trick or treating, yeah. you had your bag and you had a flashlight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even remember too, guys. You wanted to get a head start, and you'd like get together with a couple kids of the neighborhood, or you tell your family like, "Let's go." They're like, it's not dark yet. Like, wait, yeah. you can't go yet. Yeah, you can't go yeah. yet, and it wasn't it wasn't starting. And you until just went until people turned their lights you off. Went, like yeah, you went, yeah, and people would turn their lights off when it they were done, and that was usually around it wasn't ten. Like, you know, cops were patrolling down to kick those five year olds out because yeah. they're out past eight. And we're in like we're in like sixth candy. grade, seventh grade, whatever. I don't know, like twelve years old or yeah. something. And we're out at nine thirty, just a group of like eight of us, and we're going around to houses. Yeah. Well, I think like the last time I probably went was maybe like when I was like thirteen. I think maybe fourteen was the absolute latest. I still latest. went in high school. I went in college once. Nice. Did they give you? Did they give you candy? Yes. Where did you go? Houses or sorority houses? Houses. Should have gone to sorority houses. They might have given you something beyond candy. I was trick or treating with. Here you go. Here's herpes with a whole bunch of women. I was the only guy in our group. Pimpin. That could be good because female Halloween costume. Oh, you want to talk about our favorite Halloween costumes? Yep. Slutty anything. Dear, dear God, on the website, that is still the most popular article we have ever had written. It's Penny's favorite slutty Halloween costumes. <laughs> to this day. It's because slutty, sexy Halloween costumes are interesting to look at. <laughs> oh, goodness. Some of them are so hot. Well, actually, like, you know, like, thinking about all this, though, is just like, does this make us feel like Halloween is kind of dying? Like, it, less and less and less is happening? It kind of is as well, because there's so much pressure for the parents to go and get their kids a costume and to buy the costume from a big box store. I remember some of my first costumes. I was an M&M one year. My mom got two red brown pillows, sewed a big M Aww. on them, and sewed, you know, shoulder straps, so I wore them over top of me. The yeah. next year, I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Turtle. My mother made me a big shell suit That's out adorable. of fabric that she stuffed. Aww. I didn't yeah. buy a costume Yeah, off my of mom the rack. was very, I mean, we could have, but my mom was very anti-buying costumes off the rack, so, like, I was a mouse one year, and I literally wore sweats, and... A mouse headband and a tail. Rob will, Rob will remember this too. One of our friends was uh, upset because he wanted to take his newborn baby trick-or-treating and cover it in uh, strawberry jelly and say it was an abortion. Oh <laughs> it's Halloween. It's just a costume. Oh my gosh. This is true. But no, I mean, 
It's it's weird though because it, like I said, it was funny. Like me and Cat went to I think like a party city recently because I was like, okay, there's a couple things I need to find for the costume I wanted to do. So and this was a week ago, like prime yeah. time to hit one of those stores. They had like nothing, and yeah. they like and I asked them, he's like, oh, we stopped restocking weeks ago, and I'm like, you guys have only been open for a month. Well, no, party cities open year well, round. They are, but like their their Halloween stock yeah, though, yeah, is yeah. only there for X amount of time. But like it, it it's like you know. The window is getting smaller and smaller. It used to be like, hey, it's August. The Halloween shops are already open. Now it was like mid-September. Now Christmas is crowding in. And like, yep. what well, was funny? Like, we go to um, like a you know, a, like a little dollar store that always has great Halloween stuff. And we went, and they had a quarter of an aisle. They used to have like three or four. And we went in there, and they had like this tiny little rack with just a few things left, and the rest of the store was Christmas stuff already. It doesn't feel like it's that big a deal. Even looking at television, I mean, there's some things. I think Sci-Fi is doing 31 Days of Halloween, but I don't see it. I don't see it advertised nearly as much. I didn't know they were doing it until the other night. I caught one ad when I was watching Face Off. Yeah. But they're playing like one movie a night, and that's it. A lot of a lot of places aren't doing Halloween special episodes. Like, Aww. there's there's not a lot going on. That's so on. sad because one of my favorite things in like different shows is when they do the Halloween episodes. They're like, always fun. Halloween episodes are great. Like, and like we used to, we did have a lot of cartoon Halloween specials. Like, I remember, and I still have them all on one of my hard drives that I tracked them down for a party for a couple years ago, which I'll probably have running this Saturday, which is uh, Garfield's Halloween uh, from like the mid '80s, and I, you know, like. Then, um, I think it was like Dracula Saves Halloween, which is the Halloween that almost wasn't, I think it was called. It's, Aww. it's actually Judd Hirsch from Taxi played Dracula. It's a terrible movie. Like, Worst Witch with Tim Curry and Feruza Balk. I mean, like, these movies are ones that, like, constantly played when we were growing up. Like, Hocus Dis- Pocus! Hocus Pocus, Disney's Halloween I Tree. I Hocus Pocus yet this year. Uh-oh. Better like, get on that. Yeah, I, I mean, know. like, we had a lot of, we had a lot yeah. of specials, though, like, but does anyone know what it's like in school? Because I remember in school we had Halloween projects. We had yeah. a, you came in costume. We had a Halloween know. parade. Like you did all this stuff. I don't know if they still do, but my only experience of it is the kids out trick or treating and the whole bubble wrap the nation thing. Oh, we don't want our kids out after dark, so let's trick or treat from four to seven and then stop. What? Like, how and, is that a Halloween experience? And Let's not have sense. any scary costumes because we don't want to scare the kids. Don't make your house too scary. I've heard this, too. Really? Don't make your house too scary because you don't want to scare the kids. What? Right, that's the whole point is getting scary. It, it doesn't make any sense, either, because the parents always go with their kids nowadays. Yeah. Like, you always see groups of kids with, like, three or four parents trailing behind. My parents what? went with me, too, when I was, like, five. Yeah, yeah, but like six, seven, nope. eight? No. Then you go by yourself. You exactly. You yeah. went with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was normal. Yeah, I mean, like, I really don't know how Halloween could come back at this point. Like, it seems like it has become such an afterthought. And on that topic, not that I'm complaining because I don't want anything to happen, but we did it when we were kids. What happened to Mischief Night? I haven't heard yeah. anything about that in, like, Two decades. Oh, I actually heard something recently about um, certain stores like not selling eggs to kids the that night. They don't sell eggs without to people without ID. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah they wow. stopped selling eggs to my So basically eggs. I can make a lot of money when I'm like just hanging around the store and have kids Egg be like, contraband. yo, buy me some eggs. Here, you want to buy some eggs? <laughs> you want to buy some eggs? The last, the last thing I ever did growing up for Mischief Night was me and my friends like, well, what are we going to do? We're like, let's not vandalize anything. Let's just be obnoxious. So we decked out in Christmas sweaters and went caroling. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> We went caroling, and we got Halloween candy from people for caroling. That's very cool. And we were doing straight-up bad renditions of Christmas songs and dressed in Christmas clothing. I must have been about maybe 15 or 16 years old. I'm so jealous. I want to go caroling so badly. The cops pulled us, uh, stopped, and said, what are you guys up to? You have to do a good They're like, we're caroling. They're like, what's in the bags? And they expected to find, because we had pillowcases and toilet toilet paper. Because we carried around in case people gave us candy for what we were doing. And they went through it, and they're like, they're like, what is it, eggs in there? And they put a flashlight in, they're like, Snickers bar, Reese's Cups. And they're like, oh. And it's like, what are you guys doing? It's like, we're singing. We're, we're caroling around the houses. And they're like, caroling, what do you mean? We're Christmas songs. And they're like, and we just, the guy just stopped dead in his tracks. It was just kind of like, you guys just please go home. <laughs> just go do it. See, we weren't horrible. We got, um, they used to have universal remotes. They probably still do for televisions. <laughs> and he's like, we weren't horrible. We didn't blow the house up. Uh, I mean. so, well, we did, we, we would climb trees and throw fireworks down the chimneys. Um, <laughs> but we would also go around outside the uh, when people were watching TV and use the remotes and if the TV was close enough you could change the channel they were watching and turn the TV off oh, and stuff cool. see that's actually kind of clever that's cool yeah. I like yeah. that I don't like the egging the house no we didn't do anything we didn't do the property damage the things down when we're throwing yeah, things I don't like down property damage. when I we're doing property damage, damage. Just, I just threw fireworks down people's chimneys uh, yeah. we're not talking about M80s <laughs> down the chimney or anything <laughs> We, we threw like, we threw like black cats down the black down cats the are still fucking loud. Dude. They're loud, but it didn't destroy anything. No, we we just you know we just oh destroyed God. their sanity. Maybe their eardrums, <laughs> you know. Maybe somebody went to cardiac arrest. I don't know. <laughs> Only a couple people died. We, we were fine. We weren't that bad. But yeah, we did we did silly stuff like that and, yeah. and made it fun. See, I don't mind silly stuff. Like I was, I mean, I never did mischief night. I was always like. Super goody t-shirts. I was not allowed to go out on mission <laughs> night. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> right, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's like a, a lot of that stuff's gone. Like I just I never could because I felt too bad. Like I would never be able to go and like egg someone's house because I would feel horrible. I would you know that's just not my personality. Be like, but they're poor house. Did you ever I um, like to get egged? Be like, did you ever ring and run? No? I was a wuss. Are you kidding me? We I did that. Yeah. Kid. We did that when we were adults, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the exploding dog prank that we oh, cracked like hours amazing. to do. The which exploding is... dog prank was probably the best single prank we've ever done to You might as well tell the story ever. really quickly. Alright, for the listeners at home that don't know this, because I'm sure Kat and Bill have heard I've us heard say this, this before. Bill has heard it. I've heard it a billion All right. times. Here's, here's our rendition, and I apologize if it gets long, but trust me, you'll love it. We, uh, we were in a store, and we found a stuffed dog that was about the size of a puppy. It, it looked incredibly realistic. It looked realistic to the point that we were walking outside holding it in our arms, and people walked up asking if they could pet our puppy and how cute it was. And it wasn't until they touched it that they realized, is this a stuffed dog? 
it was ridiculous how good this stuffed animal was. But pretty much what happened is when we saw this thing in like the grocery store, like we're like, I, I don't know who who came up with the idea, but like just a light bulb went off and they grabbed it. I think it was you. Wasn't I think it, it was Brian. Oh, it was our yeah, it was our good friend Brian, and uh, he grabbed it, and then we were like, he's like, I got an idea, and we're like, what What are you doing? And we saw him like raw, like go down like the zip like the like you know baggy aisle, and we got like this huge thing, like gallon Ziploc bags, and put them in the cart, and I'm like, okay, he's food shopping because he lived right across the street from the supermarket, and you know, so then he just grabbed that, then he was like grabbing all these cans of spaghetti sauce, like tomato paste, like. All this other stuff. And by this point, you see where the story is going. We took it back to Brian's house, grabbed a knife, slit the dog right down the stuffed dog, don't call PETA. Slit the stuffed dog right down the stomach, pulled out the stuffing, got a gallon Ziploc bag and filled it full of chunky style spaghetti sauce. Zipped it shut and put it in the dog. And just three or four little staples had the stomach loosely, loosely done, but not great. And we took it out to the local college. Now there's a bar at the local college, or there was back then, called the Rat. And everyone would come out of the Rat and they would go to the right because there was nothing to the left of it. So it's close to closing time. Everybody's heading back to the dorms. Yeah, it's like 1, 1 1.30 in the morning. We go to the corner and we put the dog kind of in a shadow, but kind of in the light. And it only took like two or three minutes before some drunk couple came stumbling out. And the girl sees the dog and goes, oh, look at the puppy. She starts stumble, run, drunk, trotting up to it. She's coming on from one direction. I'm coming down the other side of the street, screaming about how I hate this dog and how it tore up my flower bed. And right as she's leaning down to pet it, I jump up and stomp on it with both feet. The stomach explodes. Red chunky mess comes flying out. Her hand, almost in slow motion, leans up to my face and she just starts screaming and I take off down the street and she's freaking out. It took her boyfriend a minute to to convince her this was a stuffed dog, this isn't real. Then she sees the comment and here comes the creme de la creme. She says, that's not cool. I'm the president of PETA for this university. Oh, perfect! We could have gotten the better person. I thought it was uh, no, it wasn't that. It was like that's oh no, it was like that's not cool. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, she, yeah, oh, that's, that that's... she was going off about it, and it was uh, what better person could we have done for that? It just worked out perfectly. It was hilarious, and there is a video of it somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Oh. oh, it was brilliant. And that was a sad time because that time frame too. That's also when like CKY was filming in Westchester as mm-hmm. well. So when people saw the camera, it was like, "Oh, you guys, no, we're not. We're <laughs> <laughs> gonna be on TV. No, no you're not, uh, suckers." <laughs> that was just us. But to be fair, we were doing that before Jackass was a television show, and yeah, we were always kind of doing weird, doing things. weird, fun things. But now, um, but yeah, I mean, like, yep, yeah, like the prank stuff has gone around Halloween, like. Again, things are kind of coming to a halt. I mean, like, does anybody have any thoughts on what could help bring it back a little bit? Like, unbubble wrapping the kids, <laughs> letting them go out by themselves after done. dark, wearing scary costumes, and having fun, and not being even this thing of going, oh, Halloween's on a Thursday, and that's a school night. So we have to change trick or treating to Saturday. 
No, you want candy? You come to my door on Halloween. On Halloween you come on yeah. Saturday, I'm gonna go. Sorry, you're a couple days late. Yup, pretty much. Um, I mean, maybe with if horror movies got a big resurgence, that's I could see that actually because too. that's what gets people thinking you know, about in the, the spirit. Halloween spirit. No, yeah, it's, is horror movies. It's it's gonna be when there's like I said, if there's another horror icon. That yes. everybody is yeah. just like, oh my god, this character, I love this character, I can't wait to see the next one of this. They can make another 30 of these and I'll be happy. And then, but know what it is? You need something that's going to replace what every kid is going to go out dressed as this year. Star Wars characters or comical characters. Yeah. You're not going to see, like, that Scary. random lone little kid heads. dressed as Freddy Krueger. Tiny pinheads. Tiny pinheads, <laughs> yeah. It would also help if there was some kind of publicity about the holiday around this yes, time. If would. there was events that were taking place, if there was scary movie marathons. I mean, this is Christmas part one. It's not profitable. That's it could why be. it doesn't happen. No, it's well it could that's be. Yes, point. it could be. Yeah, no, that's a valid but point though. All the problem is they oh, have it in their mind. Candy. Exactly. All the focus groups are saying no. This isn't, pro- isn't profitable. Let's just gloss over it and get to the big money holiday, Christmas. Which is Christmas. That's Which is, I'm already seeing ads for it. Christmas. All, uh, it's Target October. already has, I mean, like, when we went to look at their um, Halloween stuff last month. Their Christmas stuff was up. Their Christmas stuff was already Yeah. Up. Like, it's already They started up. it, and, like, I guarantee by Sunday, all their displays will be fully ready and completely up. On a random side note, I have noticed, like, a lot of stuff going around about, um, just, I mean, you know, just in case it's before, I don't know when our next podcast is going to be in November, but um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff, like, since Thanksgiving is the other, sadly, neglected holiday that's even more neglected than Halloween. Um, has anyone seen the stuff of, like, going around about, um, you know, boycotting, like, shopping on Black Thanksgiving? Friday. Shopping no, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, that's like, been going around for the past couple of years. It has well, been, I have a, the past couple of years are when it started sprouting up, which is like I just don't. I was just curious of people's thoughts on. Uh, I agreed that I will having places open. I will not shop on Black Friday or Thanksgiving. Yeah, I wouldn't do it anyway, just because I don't want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I may shop on Thanksgiving, but know how I'm going to do it? Amazon. That's true. Because if there are deals up on on Thanksgiving Day on Amazon, okay. It was only But I'm not going to go to a store. Yeah. I don't go to a lot of stores to shop anymore. I do most of my Christmas shopping on Amazon now. Yeah. I I could probably catch a lot of flag for this, but I would shop on Thanksgiving. Really? And I don't have any bones about stores being open on Thanksgiving. I do. I have to work on Thanksgiving. I have to work the day after Thanksgiving. I'm on call that week. Gotcha. I mean, it just, it happens. This mm-hmm. we, we live in a 24-7 world. Yeah. Things are open. Things are open all the time. Even if you shop on Amazon, those Amazon workers are going to be in the warehouse on Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, and that's regardless. Exactly. And, yeah. so, and they're getting paid double time or something. And Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But still, like, I mean, if you work, if you work in a retail environment, you know that that is the biggest time of year. Yeah. You know what you you know what you're getting into. I, I know some people don't choose to work in a retail environment, but yeah. it happens. You know, and if you if you have to work in that environment, you have to work on Black Friday. Maybe you'll have to work on Thanksgiving. I've worked on Black Friday before, but I don't work in retail. I've, I've, I've hosted Black events. Yeah. Big, See, I've worked big retail events for many and, so. years, and I've worked 
a lot of different jobs where you have to work on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And, the, like, the thing that's a bummer about it is just when, um, and, and to be honest, like, it's always been present where some places are just still open, but they've been turning it into mini Black Friday on Thanksgiving. And I have beef that's, with that's that the because problem. then people are leaving during Thanksgiving dinner right. or, I need to get this know, flat screen TV tonight. dodging out because they're trying to get their Black Friday deals when they could be spending, you know what I mean? Right. And that's my beef is, like, the marketing agenda changing. And, like, because, yes, I do see your point where, like, some places will just always be open mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving and have always been. I mean, I used to work at Starbucks and I worked on, I usually chose to work the mornings. Because Gas I stations, wanna. convenience stores. Exactly. Things will be open, but I do have beef with the big marketing push to really infringe on that holiday. That's because true. give people a gasp when they can. Exactly. Plus, what are, what are we teaching our kids? We have to go out and get the Black Friday sale. Uh, Mom, it's Thursday. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's we. It's what's more important. Like, it, that's what you're teaching kids, though, is that, okay, th- these things are more important than time with your family or time with, you know, having a dinner. How together. long until Black Friday starts on Wednesday? Yeah. Honestly, though, if you want to see a change. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going shopping on Thanksgiving, even if I could. Yeah. Is just vote with your dollars. Yeah, that's Maybe. always the truth of everything. Is, is where, it's, you know, where it, where it goes. Yeah, but that's very true. if they offer some deals, and when they do these deals, it's like, oh, we're going to offer you a 55-inch flat-screen TV, and it's only going to be 30 bucks. Did you and really the, need go, that 55-inch flat-screen? They're only going to have one or two of them. Exactly. No, it's a, a loss leader to get people in. Yep. It's Actually, what it is is really, it's also the other things. There's people that have kids... They have those Christmas lists, and they said, "Hey, on on Thanksgiving Day, this hot item for this year, we are going to have it and on sale. And if you're not here, you're probably not getting this for your kid." Yeah. So it's just it's the bleed from Christmas. I guess that I is that is that has controlled a lot of this. I'll also say the other side of it, though, because I know it's not for me. But when I have Thanksgiving, I get together with family members, and there's probably about thirty of us that get together, and it's somewhat, at least for uh, Black Friday, is a tradition where it's a bonding. I know. There's, I know there's about there's about ten girls, and they get together and they, they go out at like two or three in the morning, yeah. and they shop. And then some of the and other girls that don't want thing. to, they get together and they have lunch with them, yeah. and they continue shopping from there. And I don't have an issue with people are making it like a bonding experience or whatever. You know what I mean? Because that I think is worthwhile at least. Because it's something that, like, still captures, you know, the spirit, spirit of... the season. Of, yeah, yeah, spirit of the season. It's just, like, spending time together. Yeah. Well, um, but when it's just, like, I'm going to beat off people at, like... Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just started to smile yeah. and yeah, she I caught know, it. I know. <laughs> at, like, two in the morning to get this thing, it just seems... Get it blows my mind. Make that money beating off people <laughs> at two a.m. <laughs> Well, it makes you wonder a little bit, though, too, is some of it is also some of the pushback from the employees that are like, I don't want to be at the store at, at midnight and work until 5 a.m. Think about this. Like, I mean, fuck, I didn't. But, like... I knew I'd, I would much rather have been at my family stuff, but, you know? But I, it could be a mixture of this. It's like the employees at a lot of these places said, we don't want to be there at midnight. And they said, okay, well, you can be there on Thanksgiving night. And they said, I'd rather that than be up all night long. Look no, at, no. Some places, yes. Some places, no, though. Think about um, 
Uh, movie theaters. No. Mid- we no, all- but the places that are doing this, babe, are places that they're not just opening those hours and then closing. They're staying they open all night. They are just staying open all night. Like, That's the fair. places that are leading this, that have really, like, started, like, kicking this in, are places that they're not, this isn't, like, a, a, you know, compromise. This is, no, we're opening extra hours because we don't want you guys to have any sort of break. Yeah. And I will say the people I've talked to that work those, work those shifts and, and do that and they work in retail have told me that they've basically been told you're going to come in, you're going to work on yeah. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. yeah, or you're true. fired. And, this is, and that's the other thing. that yeah. That's my other argument with what you were saying is, yes, there's the whole mythology that, oh, yeah, you have a choice. Like, it's the people who choose to work on things. No, your job's in fucking jeopardy. And the thing is, yeah. like, why should nobody get a holiday? And I, like, you know, if... I, I, in my opinion, I just think that people should. You know, it's if everyone else can have off, and yes, certain things need to, there needs to be a balance. Yep. But let's at least go for majority here, not yeah. making like That's punishing true. the people who are stuck working. I think what it, basic, what it basically comes down to is the fact that they don't need to be open. They mm-hmm. don't need it. They like, don't. they could it's very not easily it's not open... It's not a hospital. It's not something necessary. It is shopping. Yeah. That is non-essential. And if Essential things, sure. If they didn't do these fantastic sales that only... <coughs> there's only two TVs that are, that are this low price, people wouldn't be coming in to get it on Thanksgiving either. Exactly. People don't want to shop on Thanksgiving... But they feel that they have to because the stores are doing that. And I bet you if there's some stores that hold out and say we're doing our sales on Black Friday, they will steal all of the business on Black Friday. These yeah. other ones may have some people on Thursday, but anyone that holds off those I've deals till Friday. I've seen some start to do that actually, which is really cool. And I hope it, you know, put, like picks up movement because I just I think it's ridiculous that it's like because I mean you know. Just from remembering my year's retail, it was like, God, I hope I'm like, I always like jumped to sign up for the morning shift, which was ass early in the morning. But it's better than the alternative. But it's better than getting, than missing Thanksgiving dinner with my family. Mm -hmm. Because I value that. And yeah, yeah, not everyone does. Some people don't want to be around that. That's true. And if they want to like, you know, work the odd job and you know hey maybe i'll pick up a shift somewhere because i don't want to i want to be working i don't want to but for those that do it really sucks that you know you'll have a job that's like well if you don't do this suck it (laughs) you don't have a job yeah well like i said Unfortunately, the sadness of all of this is that Halloween and Thanksgiving are just going away. Yeah, and I was like, and all this started from, what do you like about Halloween? (laughs) This is true. And everybody's like, nothing, nothing's good, nothing's sacred. (laughs) Burn it all down. Let's be grumpy old people. (laughs) Uh, Well, before we get into the MFK, uh, we got a little bit of housekeeping to do really quick. Um, First off... uh, Extra Life is in a week from most likely when you're hearing this, because this will be up probably on by Halloween day. Um, so again, uh, you can find more information from us if you just go over to extra-life.org, search Team PS Station, and if you look at the roster of players, you'll recognize Kenny, uh, so Ken Colburn, 
uh, Bill Schneider, myself. Um, then you'll also find Tom Callahan, Brian Figgenbaum, Josh Hubert, um, missing somebody, Ben Beck. Beck, and Matt Dunlap. Um, so you can go to... Hmm? Paul. And oh, and Paul Bates' fashion. <laughs> Sorry. So we have a lot of players. So he's got. So you can find all of us on there. You can donate to our pages there. If you um, happen to be on Facebook on November seventh, you'll see a lot of posts by us individually, shooting out our links throughout the course of the day uh, for donations. We're already doing an amazing job, thanks to a lot of great donate uh, people already donating to the cause for Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. I would also like to remind people that even if you have one dollar, and I tell this to a lot of people because they go, "Oh my gosh, like." Some of these donations, like, what do you expect? Like 50 bucks, 75, I can't do that. You don't have to do that. If you want to, we certainly appreciate it. The kids do. But if you have $1, if you've got pocket change, if you've got four quarters deep inside your couch and you contribute $1, you may look and go, well, what's $1 going to do? A if lot. 500 people donate $1, that's $500. So you can be part of a big thing, even if you only have a little bit. And I can stress this too, is no matter what, Anything that you give goes directly to these hospitals. Nothing's taken off the top from the organization. Um, and all of this money is going to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia if you're local. Also, and if you don't want to give to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, look for people that are working for the hospitals in your area. There um, are thousands of players across the world that are doing this, and it's all going to go to support your local areas. So if you search, you'll definitely find it. And if you can't, always look up a guild in your area. Um, I know there's guilds pretty much in every state. And then they'll help direct you to the proper players and organizations to donate to. Um, Are, is there going to be live streaming or periscoping of our event? We will be periscoping during the event. Uh, I think Bill stated that he's going to be doing some periscoping. I, I, I will have to figure out periscoping the next couple <laughs> I know Ben uh, from Next Level Radio, he's going to be periscoping as well while he's here. I'll live tweet. Kat's going to be live tweeting. And putting Facebook. Up pictures. Uh, Matt Dunlap, who does a lot of our Let's Play stuff on our YouTube channel. And on Twitch, uh, is going to be bringing his Elgato, which is a game capture device. So we're going to try to hook that up for some stuff. We're going to be doing, I think, a Rocket League tournament at some point in time. We also have a classic video games tournament that me, Kenny, and Bill have been planning for the last two months alongside Tommy, which could be a lot of fun that we're actually doing personal incentives for each other um, to, to take the crown in that. We'll be definitely doing a lot of board gaming. And there, there probably will be some sort of re re recording, whether it's periscoping live or recorded, of a game of snake oil, which yes. will be done. Now, I will be at Metatopia during the day and then coming from Metatopia to do this marathon. So this game of snake oil will be done after I have had about, oh, I don't know, 40 hours straight of gaming. You, it should be interesting. You did this last year. I was fine last year. When the hell are you going to learn? Uh, we finished last year, and I was like, if anyone wants to keep playing a game, I'm still good to go. Well, the first so year the first year we did it, I know when it hit midnight count, I was like, come on, guys, you're done. I mean, Kenny, like, we're in the middle of a game of chess. He's like, we're, no, we're still playing. And you guys are like, come on, finish up. This year, if we're still playing something, we're going to keep going. It. We did last year. We played until one. Yeah. And everybody was cool and up and ready for, to do it. I mean, but yeah, that that game of Snake fun. Oil... Oh my goodness, that that gets rowdy, it gets loud, it gets hilarious, especially it, it, Kenny gets loud. I absolutely <laughs> do. And uh it is it is definitely something fun to watch. You'll you'll be entertained by it. And uh we are playing one other game that I really want to see if we can get some video recording of. We're gonna be actually be playing a game called uh Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Oh my god. 
which is if you want a little bit of information on that game really quickly, the whole idea is one person at a laptop or desktop computer is actually looking at a bomb to defuse, and they are trying to explain to everybody else in the room the bomb they're staring at, and they have to walk them. Everybody has sheets of paper, and they're trying to walk them through how to defuse the bomb. It's uh, I heard it's pretty chaotic and a lot of uh, twisted fun. So I'm really hoping to get some video of that. That should be a lot of uh, a lot of interesting shouting and screaming on that one. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, well, because now, since since we brought this up a little bit, I said that before I do this 24 hour marathon, I will be gaming all day at Metatopia. And if you can't do Extra Life, you can still go to Metatopia. When you're hearing this, you still have time to get t- tickets. Check out their website. It's dexposure.com, dexposure.com. Uh, stands for double exposure. And if you go on their website, you will see a thing for Metatopia. You can learn all about it there. It's going to be filled with board games, role-playing games. They're going to be demoing. And I have to say, I am hugely excited because uh, they are going to demo the brand new Kickstarter release coming out next year. They're going to do the Kickstarter for it. Dresden Files Cooperative Card Game. Dresden Files is one of my favorite games. You can demo it if you go there as well. You show up. It's very cheap. It's like $20 a person. Highly recommend you check it out. If you want to play, you can go there to play. If you want to design, they've got workshops about how to design your games, how to pitch your games. There's publishers there. It's absolutely worth it. Check it out, dexposure.com. And if you see me there, come say hi. All right. And with that, this is this week's MFK. And because it's right before Halloween, I figured no better way to do this than... Three classic horror icons. We're going to look at Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman. So tonight, I am going to start with Kenny. Well, I'm a little (laughs) sad because there was mention earlier that we might do Frankenberry, Booberry, and Count Chocula. But for this... That got vetoed, I apologize. (laughs) He's in love with your cereal. It's an interesting quandary. If you want to do those ones, you, you no, can, no, no, you can okay. do them as a bonus. <laughs> I want to be fair. It's an interesting quandary because technically you can't really kill Dracula or Frankenstein's monster. Can you? Well, yeah, you can kill You can kill yeah. Dracula. Stake. Stake through the so heart. So we can do whatever with these? Kill Frankenstein's monster. Right. Fire works pretty well on any of them. Do whatever uh, you'd like. Frankenstein's monster, you definitely know you're not going to have sex with because he does not know his own strength. But you might marry Frankenstein's monster because if you remember the scene, he is very kind, he's very gentle, he's very caring. He seems like the type of monster that would put on an apron cook you a nice dinner, rub your feet lightly, lightly (laughs) rub the feet, and if you ever get in a fight with him, you just light a match, and he's backing away. He backs down. I was going to say, I was like, like, having him cook, and if you have, like, a flame start, uh, like, like, you know, stovetop. Who has a flame stovetop out there? There's the gas, there's gas yeah. top stoves that have that. It's have very easy to get electric. Very good. So I think that, yeah, we're cinching Frankenstein's monster is going to be the one that you marry. Now, who do you have sex with? The Wolfman, 
with his animalistic abilities, or Dracula, who has the ability to make you see him as whatever you want. Uh, no qualm here, no question, I'm gonna have sex with Dracula. Hey Drac, could you do me a favor, glamour me, make me think that you're a gorgeous supermodel? Thank you! Awesome. We're doing that, which unfortunately means you're we like, have and to then kill. Like, Why is this gorgeous, gorgeous supermodel pegging me? <laughs> <laughs> Dracula might take it in the butt. You don't know. It'll be fine. And then that that means that unfortunately we have to kill the Wolfman. And I don't have a good reason for killing the Wolfman. I like the Wolfman. I don't want to kill the Wolfman. But if it's between having sex with the hairy Wolfman or having sex with what I appear to see as a gorgeous supermodel, I'm going to choose a supermodel. <laughs> oh, cat. Um, question about the Wolfman, because I never actually saw the original. Mm-hmm. What type does he transform, or is he always just wolfish? He think, 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 no, okay. no, well, Wolfman is like, uh, yeah, he is human, then he turns into kind of think like the Teen Wolf style. Okay. Wolf. It's not okay. like werewolf, wait, it's wait, wait. Wolfman. That's think the Teen Wolf style without any control and snarling and vicious. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would marry the Wolfman, because it'd be interesting. <laughs> And because he's human part of the time, that'd be cool. I mean, he dies eventually, unlike Dracula and Frankenstein's monster. And I just don't want to deal with that mess all around. Because, I mean, like, he might be sweet, but he might also accidentally club me. I mean, he'd, like, crush a kitty cat accidentally and be like, oops, dead baby. Like... That sucks. It's he, not Lenny. I, he, <laughs> I was going to say, he is the Lenny of the monster world, apparently. He is. <laughs> I don't want that. So Frankenstein's monster dies. I just don't want that. I don't want to deal with that. And I could bang a vampire. I'd be cool with that. Nope. Uh, so I think I'd have to start off with, yes, you kill Frankenstein's monster. I'm sorry. I just, I can't deal with that. You're like, right. I don't want, I don't uh, want the plenty of monsters. Uh, no, no. I was like, use your words. <laughs> death. I you killed the death, mouse. Death, death, death. He I was learning. So it would take a little bit of time, but he would eventually know how to talk and he would be okay. It would just that, take time. I, I don't have that much patience. Me neither. Uh, so, but then I, then I, I fucked the You're going to be a great father. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I fuck the wolf man because, you know, what nature tells us, he has animalistic tendencies. Which can be it's really, true. really good. Some people Woo-hoo. like claw marks down the back. Some oh yeah, do. baby. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Dracula. Well, you you marry Dracula because well he'll he'll provide for you in every way that he can with his years and years of money, money, yes. compounding interest. <laughs> yes, vassals, servants, compounding interest. Compound your interest. Uh, I gotta say, you know, this is a tricky one. Uh, the Wolfman, like I said, werewolves I think that are cool. The Wolf, the Wolfman always kind of looked a, a little derpy. Like I, I gotta be honest, like the the whole Lon Chaney Wolfman character was always kind of really lame. And when they try to redo it again, and they use Benicio del Toro, yeah, don't want that either. I <laughs> like that movie. It was, it wasn't terrible, but I mean, it was just yeah. The only good Wolfman there's ever what been was Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> Jack Nicholson and, Wolf and Wolf was good. Go. That was that was the only one, and he was he was pretty badass yeah. in that because it was also See, prime Jack Nicholson too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, again, the Wolfman just never did anything special for me. Like it was just kind of like eh, whatever. 
you know, I'd rather, I was always contemplating instead of doing the classics throwing, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon or something like that on there, but everybody would be like, fuck that, what's the skill? Oh, <laughs> don't get a hand job from that. <laughs> I don't know, I wonder how it would feel with, like, webbed hands. I don't I feel like it would be scaly, so it would feel good going one way, and then when he brought his hand back it's up, chafe. it would be like, oh. <laughs> so I'm going to kill the wolf, man. So that is Dracula and, and, and Frankenstein's monster. So I would say, get bang Dracula. Because again, that like, glamour ability. That glamour sounds really good, and he's he's like the uber uh, seductor. I mean, like yeah, I can imagine you're like not really feeling this, and I'm like, no, 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 just just give it a couple hours, and I'll, I'll woo you the like any which way, and he woo would. You. And if he if he drinks every everything, there's a lot of swallowing, and he's probably oh, good and, with his tongue. And don't forget about this too, Dracula. In a lot of versions that we've seen of him, he's got like. The cavalcade of like uh, vampresses with him mm-hmm. too, so it could be like this mass crazy orgy. So let's go that way. I and like it, I, I took like the Frankenstein's monster a little bit different. I went Frank Doctor Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> so because uh, same spelling, it just depends on how you, you how you state it. So when uh, Peter Boyle's uh, monster at the end of it was pretty intelligent. I mean, he was able to hold pretty good conversations. He was smart, sophisticated. You just had to learn. And he does a damn good rendition of putting on the Ritz. Put on the Ritz! Put on the Ritz! All I can so. think of now with Frankenstein's monster is Lenny. Yeah. So you gotta marry Frankenstein's monster because he was pretty badass and if Madeline Kahn was still around too, you'd still have her hanging around too and I can't say that would ever be a bad thing to have Madeline Kahn still around. And if you haven't so. watched that classic Mel Brooks movie, you need to go Young see Young Frankenstein it. to this day is still one of the best. Werewolf. Werewolf. Their castle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with all that, again, extra life, November seventh. Uh, just check uh, the Captain Crew Facebook, Twitter, pretty hardcore in the next week. Um, you'll definitely see lots and lots of links to mm-hmm. everybody's pages. Metatopia is also in one week. Kenny, what's the address for that again? dexposure.com and you can get your tickets still they're only 20 bucks it's Thursday night all day Friday all day Saturday all day Sunday it's a gamer's paradise it's also a designer's paradise awesome and uh, real quick what is everybody working on anything special right now uh, then we'll uh, get out of here uh, I've been doing a topic uh, some pages about gaming in the 21st century and why people are still stuck in the 80s when it comes to board games they don't understand the new games that are out there i'm going to be reviewing some of the things that happen at metatopia and uh look for uh probably do one thing about metatopia before that time comes up that'll probably be out around when this comes out sweet okay um i've been doing my anime music madness uh and Curiouser is out, so... Mm-hmm. So, reminder, Amazon, to search yeah. Curiouser, look for uh, the, the photo book. Yeah, yeah. If you also search Catherine McIntyre uh, on... Uh, <laughs> you see... You will see all of her books, plus Curiouser is listed in there, too. And more to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else you got going on? Anything else special? Nope. Nothing? Mr. Bill? Mm-hmm. Ingress? Ingress. My, my crippling writer's block and just addiction to other games has... Has unfortunately drawn me away, and I'm I'm a terrible person. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well, the site is a little slow right now, but like I said, we're trying to figure out what the next step for Caffeine Crew is, and whether that's bringing in more writers more or kittens. or to starting all of us working on more projects. So more uh, I would expect uh, the new year, Caffeine Crew may be going through some different changes, but I think no matter what, they'll be for the better. Uh, Twenty kittens. 
kittens. Yes, 20 kittens. And myself, um, our good friend Kevil, a writer for the site as well, uh, who does a lot of dissecting design articles and a couple other things, uh, who has been the artist on Me and Kenny's Game Thursday the 13th. Uh, we got all of the final art in for the first draft. And it is gorgeous. He did an amazing job. There was almost 120 pieces of art he had to do for us. He's good. He's really good. And I gotta say, from a couple people that have saw it, uh, all the art so far, and even from what he's been thinking, is he was thinking this is definitely some of his best best work he said he feel like he's done. Uh, And these are just the original drafts. When the game fully goes, we're going to actually be getting all this stuff cleaned up. So we were going to do the game, but now just to spite Kevil, we we think we're just going to scrap it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, right now, I am getting ready to start um, actually adding the text to uh, our demo build. And we're going to hopefully be trying to look at demoing it maybe at a couple events, hopefully early in uh, before the end of the year. Maybe. And we're going to be talk, probably meeting up with some of the guys from the Philadelphia uh, Game Creators Guild and playtesting it with them and getting some ideas. And once we get everything set with that, we'll be releasing a free-to-play version for everybody. Looking if for you're, feedback. If you're, intro- if you're interested in demoing it, contact us. We might be able to get you out a copy and you guys can demo it and give us some feedback on what you think. Yep. So if you, if you have any interest, uh, just shoot us an email at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com just with the subject line Thursday the 13th. And uh, we'll make sure we put you on a list for demo builds when the game is ready to go to that point. Um, and, uh, we'll definitely get that out to you as soon as we're starting ready to get, it, get that, which will probably be the next two months, three months, probably. And, uh, yeah, that's everything. And with that, uh, real quick thanks to DJ Cutman and Game Chop Records for all of our music. And another special thanks to Mr. Rob Polson, um, who is the voice of Yakko Warner and Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And he was our Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, currently the current Donatello from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and many, many other characters from our youth for recording that little extra life bumper that you heard in the middle of this episode. And we can't thank him enough for that. And we can't thank you all for your your generosity so far towards extra life. It's really been a lot. So that was episode number 21 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, and we'll see you back here in November. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stiff leggies. Uh-uh.